Are you brave enough to step into the unknown, where shadows whisper and secrets unfold? Welcome to Ground Zero Radio, your gateway to the other side, now within reach on iOS, Android, and Alexa. Dive deep into the abyss with Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis. Unravel mysteries with the secret teachings and explore the unexplained in Into the Paranormal. Listen to live radio and podcasts, read our latest articles, and message the station all in our new mobile apps. Download the Ground Zero Radio app today, now available in the App Store. Disasters happen every day, and the worst case scenario is that you're not prepared, and you know what? Getting prepared is easy, and all you have to do, look, I've told you, go to my website. It's prepareyourgroundzero.com. Look at the store. Everything and anything you'll need to keep you and your loved ones safe in case of an emergency. Earthquakes, you know, tsunamis, Solomon Islands getting hit with swarms of earthquakes. We will deliver or drop ship to anywhere in the United States. Just just go to the website and get it. You know, it's all you have to do. Prepareyourgroundzero.com. Hello. Hello, this is the president. Hello, this is the President of the United States. Who is this? Is it you again? Look behind you. This is my private line. How did you get through? They're everywhere. All the time. We see them every day. But you have to look behind you. There is nothing behind me. How did you get this number? The spaceman told me. What spaceman? It doesn't matter. I'm telling you about monsters. Please, you must look behind you. Young lady, there are no monsters in the Oval Office. The loudspeaker spoke up and said, The loudspeaker spoke up and said, the loudspeaker spoke up and said, Give up! Give up! Lewis, and this is Ground Zero. The numbers to call tonight, 888-673-3700. That's 888 You can go to groundzeromedia.org to check out the website. Also, our preparedness store that you can use to prepare for things that are coming. Also, you can uh, read some of the articles we produce. Uh, find out how you can listen online to the program if you're not getting the full program. A number of things. Also, if you want to get involved with the Ground Zero discussions, you can go to the Facebook page and hit like. Of course, the today it's uh, remarkable, the discussions we're having. And we're about 500 off from having 13,000 likes on Facebook. Wouldn't it be nice if by the end of tonight, by the time midnight rolls around Pacific time, we are up to 13,000 likes on Facebook. I don't know if we, we've been able to get 500 before, 
don't know what we can do to get 500 now, but that's something that we can ask for tonight. Oh, I can tell you, if you, if you do register and hit the like button on Facebook, you could win an opportunity to spend the night at the at the uh, uh, wonderful Crescent Mine, the ghost mine, uh, mine where all the ghosts are and all the craziness. So we'll take your name if you decide you want to hit the like button and be involved with uh, our Facebook page. Well, I guess, uh, I don't know, I'm trying to think about what we should talk about tonight, uh, really. Um, I just don't know. Meanwhile, we will speak. The window is opening. We can see some. There it is. You can hear all these cheers now all around. We can see some people in the background. The balcony window is opening, as you say, making way for the emergence of the new Pope and a massive crowd cheer him on. A great joy. We have a Pope. The most eminent and most reverend Lord, Georgium Marium, Cardinal of the Holy Roman Church, Begoglio who takes for himself the name of Franciscan. Francis, yeah, that's what, Francis I. You know, today, I, I came in early to the office, and I stood there in front of the monitors watching the balcony and the window. I remember when I was a kid, my grandmother went to Germany, and from the Black Forest, she picked up a cuckoo clock. And I was so excited to see the cuckoo bird come out right at noon, and it's exactly the way I felt with today's announcement of the Pope. I was like a little kid waiting for that cuckoo clock to happen, the Pope to come out. And when he did come out, everybody was like looking at him going, who the hell is this guy? They, I mean, and, and all of the people, now get a look at this, all of the people who predicted who the Pope might be were wrong. And even on Fox News, they were saying, oh, here's my Pope, my Pope's going to be Pope. And all these people are like, you know, this guy just came out from nowhere and became Pope, and I'm sitting there staring at him going, do I know this guy? And then I went, oh, my God, I know this guy. And I started feeling a cold chill come over me because I realized that he was the cardinal from Argentina. And I thought to myself, oh, my gosh, what are they doing? This may be a big mistake. And not only a big mistake, but it may wind up with more, I guess you'd scandal in the church. I don't know why they did this. I don't know what their idea. I mean, the Cardinals met today. Um, and they met on a new moon. They met with the mystical numbers of 13, all this other stuff that's synchronistic and strange. And a lot of people were waiting for some sort of uh, fulfillment of the Malachi prophecy today. I know that I had talked about the Mal Malachi prophecy saying that, you know, Petrus Romanus, ladies and gentlemen, this may be happening, this may happen. And when he stepped forward on the balcony of St. Peter's Square, there was a solemn quiet for a moment, and then they all looked at him, and they cheered because they said, oh, that guy's the Pope. Oh, my gosh. But did he fulfill any of the prophecies of Malachi? Well, I can tell you honestly, on the surface, uh, on the surface, no, he did not. He did not fulfill those uh prophecies uh, of Petrus Romanus on the surface. 
okay? I mean that because I'm going to do some digging and I'm going to say something to you. And then you're going to go, whoa, wait a minute. What has happened here? You know, prophecy is not something that is easily, you know, I guess figured out. You, you tend to, you know, look at it and you go, oh, so that's what they meant. Oh, so that's what they meant. And that's what happened when they uh, voted in um, uh, Joseph Ratzinger to the uh, to papacy because of the fact that in the Malachi prophecy it said something like he was from the Glory de Olive, which, of course, was the olive branch, the Benedictine order. I had called many of the archdioceses, and I had asked if uh, Joseph Ratzinger was a member of the Benedictine order. And many of them said no. They said he wasn't. And I'm thinking, okay, well, then he won't be Pope because it just, I was trying to try to fit the prophecy. And then when they said that he was going to be Pope Benedict XVI, I realized, oh, so that's how they tried to fit it in the prophecy. Well, okay. So did he or did he not fit the prophecy? I say on the surface he did not. I say that, well, just like what I said back in, uh, I, I, I actually, back in ninth, actually 2006, I had, uh, I, I was speaking at a, uh, at a uh, Ground Zero lounge, and it was there I, I decided that I wanted to talk about uh, whether or not the Pope was going to be, or who the Pope was going to be, and, uh, and uh, I don't have the clip here. I'll have to look for it in a minute, but I did have the clip. Oh, there it is. Here's a clip of me speaking in 2006 about Petrus Romanus and how back then this is how I figured it would go down, and it's kind of weird how it all seems to be happening the way I had thought earlier. No numbers assigned to Petrus Romanus or Peter the Roman. Because no numbers assigned to Petrus Romanus, any number of posts to intervene between these two posts. Under this possible scenario, the catastrophe of the Vatican, perhaps a terrorist attack or an assassination could immediately throw the church into crisis. Which means that the next pope could very well not be ordained in a manner that would be suitable and therefore, as, as Malachi has said in his prophecies, he would become the false pope or the false prophet, or the pope that will be a part of a church that no longer exists. Now, the pope that was the pope before Pope Francis I, which is the pope now, was, of course, uh, Bertone. He was the judge and lawyer and the secretary of state of the popes, and he was the deputy pope, so he was in charge of the papacy before this pope. Now, we all had said that this pope, or the deputy pope, rather, was, of course, uh, Tarsicio Pietro Ivasio Bertone, who was actually a fitting of the Petrus Romanus prophecy. Tom Horn, who, along with Ground Zero guest Chris Putnam, co-wrote the book Petrus Romanus. We had Chris Putnam on the show to talk about it. Today, Tom Horn made a statement. He said, quote, he absolutely nailed the prophecy. Uh, Jorge Mario Bergoglio, who is the new pope, is Italian, Roman, and a Jesuit. Now, I had said many times prior that the new pope would be a Jesuit. I figured that would be it, because we had been talking on this program many times about the, how the church wanted to declare war on evil. And the only way to do that would be to hire the papal army, or the, or the I guess you could say, God's marines, if you will, the, 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 the Jesuits. So they have a Jesuit now as the pope. Now, some people call the Jesuits the black popes. However, that, of course, is uh, you know, debatable, because usually it's the general of the of the papers of the um, actually, of the Jesuits that is that character the black pope. However, many people are saying, well, he comes from the order of the black popes or the Jesuits. Now, now moving forward, uh, Mr. Horn says that this is very important aspect of their prediction in their book because they said the name Petrus Romanus from the prophecy implies 
that the Pope will reaffirm the authority of the Roman Pontiff over the Church and will emphasize the supremacy of the Roman Catholic faith and the Roman Catholic Church above all other religions and, denom and denominations and its authority over all Christians and all peoples of the world. Concerning the Jesuits, he says, their order was organized to stop Protestantism from spreading and to preserve communion with Rome and the successor, Peter. So that is their reply about whether or not he fits the prophecy. However, once again, I say it's a little nebulous, and I will explore a little more about how I mean this and how I'm a little worried about this pope, Jorge Mario Bergoglio, because I recognize him. I recognize him as a pope that is known as the Cardinal of Death, and I'll explain why coming up on Ground Zero. 888-673-3700. That's 888-673-3700. We're back with more. Who is this pope, Pope Francis I? Who is Jorge Mario Bergoglio, and does he fit the Petrus Romanus prophecies? It may be a little weird, but you're going to hear tonight on Ground Zero. We'll be back. FM News 101, KXL. This is Ground Zero on FM News 101. Business as usual in the apocalypse. Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis. So when it was learned that the Cardinals chose Jorge Mario Bergoglio to become the 266th pontiff of the Roman Catholic Church, I was sent all kinds of emails and saw posts in my Facebook page that I was a liar, a fraud, a false prophet. I couldn't believe what I was seeing <laughs> because, um, well, I predicted on at least three occasions in 2012 the Pope Actually, Pope Benedict the Sixteenth would either die or step down in office. Me at this time is the whole idea that we may be seeing the last pope. If you look at Nostradamus in Century Three Quatrain Thirty Five, it's written: When the sepulcher of the great Roman is found, the day after a pope shall be elected, the Senate conclave will not approve of him. His blood is poisoned in the sacred chalice. The one elected pope will be mocked by his electors. This enterprising and prudent person will suddenly be reduced in silence. They cause him to die because of his too great goodness and mildness. Stricken by fear, they will lead him to his death in the night. It is something to consider. It's something to look into. And for those of us who have read many interesting stories about the last pope, the Malachi prophecy, which is a prophecy about the final popes, then this is something that really has us troubled because we do know that the last pope, the Malachi prophecy, the last pope will be known as Petrus Romanus. You know, the big church is the one to look at. The Catholic church is the one to look at, not to attack it, but to look at it and say, okay, there are certain things going on in that church that we need to be aware of. There are certain moves that are need to be made. This is all coming to pass, in fact, they're getting together right now to meet about the blueprint for the globalist agenda, which will be happening on June 20th of 2012. This will include a number of things. One, it'll include changing some things about religious beliefs, which means they're going to start adding things to a number of the world religions. And they're going to, they're going to gradually add them in, like, like, like folding in eggs into a pancake batter. They're going to be uh, also uh, putting a blueprint down for using... Uh, the earth or these earth uh, sustainability studies as part of that, that 
we have more of a love and more of a religious view towards our planet rather than towards an externalized God. These are things that they're going to be utilizing and putting into the mix. And I have a feeling that as we're seeing the Pope, uh, especially with uh, uh, Benedict XVI, a lot of views had changed in his time. Our views, uh, the Catholic views to Muslims, the Catholic views on extraterrestrial activity, all these things have now changed. So what we're seeing is we're seeing a change in the church. We're seeing a church that has uh, kind of lost its way. And, of course, Benedictine, Benedict XVI stepped down. And while I don't fancy myself as a prophet by any stretch of the imagination, I certainly love to approximate possibilities that could lead to realities. And while no speculator worth his weight is going to concede failure in a prediction, uh, I can say that while I was talking about the Petrus Romanus prophecy and that the possibility exists that the new pope could fit the mold, overtly Jorge Mario Bergoglio does not appear to be the pope seen in the Malachi prophecies. However... Digging deeper into the technicalities, you may want to rethink the way we see prophecy and how sometimes the letter of the prophecy is not always clear, especially when it comes to the prophecy of Malachi. Now, many people have already heard about what the prophecy of Malachi consists of. Malachi, who was a saint in 1139, an Irish saint, Irish uh, you know, uh, bishop, uh, was a result of uh, this, uh, the, the, these trances that he'd go into. And he started predicting the popes or what the popes would be like with Pope Celestine II, who was elected in 1143. And then he concluded with our pope, Pope Benedict XVI, and then his successor, uh, which would be Peter the Roman. However, now here's the thing about one of the things you need to know about the prophecy, which was not made clear. Peter the Roman does not have a number. In fact, Peter the Roman, people are saying, would be the 112th pope. But... Truth be known, the, the Pope that was after Pope Emeritus, Benedict XVI, was the deputy Pope who was, of course, Tarsicio Pietro Evasio Bertone. And many people suggest that he fit all the criteria for Peter the Roman. Now, Francis I, or the, the Pope today, that would make him... If, if we were to look at that in the technicality, if we were to look at that in technicality, it would make him the 113th pope. However, there once again is not a number assigned to Peter the Roman, only suspected that he would be the 112th pope. So Peter the Roman, according to the prophecy, says that his pontificate will end in the destruction of the city of Rome. And the prophecy was lost, then recovered in 1590. And there's a lot of stuff that's overlooked in these prophecies that I'm going to actually expose today that I'm sure may make you think, again, about immediately dismissing the Malachi prophecy as not being fit. Because, I mean, look, you can choose to fit prophecy into the present day if you wish, and you can put a round uh, peg in a square hole trying to make prophecy fit. I'm not trying to do that. What I want to do is I want to explain clearly that when you speculate about prophecy, such as I have on this program, that does not mean that if I'm speculating about anything, that I'm lying or otherwise trying to mislead people into believing that this is the last pope. We are looking at a technicality with a pope jumping from one number to another number, and this could be the 113th pope. That means the prophecy means that, like was done in the 13th century, there was actually a, a story in the 13th century that leads us to believe that there would be an internal struggle, struggle within the church, and this was done in the 13th century. There was actually a prophecy that modified the prophecy of Malachi that said 
There would be an internal struggle in the church which would create a reason to have a pope that would not be elected by any means other than just becoming pope. And this would be the man to look at. Because then they would rally for the church to rescue the church and rebuild the church under a new pope that would be known as the new rebuilder of the faith. Now, Francis I is the name of, well, St. Francis Assisi, who was the rebuilder of the faith. And Francis Assisi's middle name was Pietro or Peter. All successors to the church are successors to Peter the Roman. 888-673-3700. That's 888-673-3700. We'll be back with more. Keep it here on Ground Zero. With Clyde Lewis and Ground Zero on FM News 101. These are times of tumultuous change. The 20th century order is history, and the forces of globalization are pushing all of the economies of the world more closely together and all of the citizens of the world more closely together with their great diversity of religious faiths. And faith is inextricably linked. Liberal organizations, including the United Nations, are pursuing the development of a one-world religious organization. Italian newspaper La Repubblica reports Pope Benedict XVI may have vacated a papacy because of gay Vatican officials who were being blackmailed. Judeo-Christian government that, while condemning fascism in some Islamic nations, encourages strict doctrine here. Some evangelical broadcasts have been abuzz with talk of the end times. And we want to warn you there's no place to escape to. We can take over the world. We will not falter. And we will not fail. We are being It is a sex scandal. It is a money scandal. It is a cover-up. That's the allegations. We are under attack from an old enemy. Thousands are gathered in St. Peter's Square. The new post is yet to be selected. May God forgive you for what you have done. The Father of God has issues. They won't be with what you've done. The Illuminati, the Bilderbergers, the Council of Foreign Relations, the Trilateral Commission, the Club of Rome, the United Nations, all propagating and pushing for a new world order.
I'm Clyde Lewis. This is Ground Zero. If you take a look at the Malachi prophecy, you notice something about it. It skips the 111th Pope in his prophecy, jumps to the 112th. The 111th Pope never really gets his chance to live out his reign as Pope. In fact, he steps down. It's speculated that he is removed from the throne and is replaced by a Jesuit or black pope. The pope no longer reigns as pontiff and dies while under the care of the Vatican. And soon after the black pope, Petrus Romanus, dies and is replaced with a judge. This will be signaled the Antichrist in power. This is from a 13th century verification of the uh, prophecy. Jorge Mario Bergoglio is the new pope, Pope Francis I, the first Jesuit pope. Now there's a prophecy of St. Francis of Assisi as well that talks about a future pope, talking about an elected pope who will cause a great schism. There will be diverse thoughts preached which will cause many, even those in the different orders, to doubt, yea, even agree with those heretics which will cause my order to divide. Then will there be such universal dissensions and persecutions that if those days were not shortened, even the elect would be lost. Attention all Ground Zero radio fans. GroundZeroMerch.com is your one-stop shop for all things Ground Zero. Oh, wow. Show off your style with our exclusive collection of T-shirts and hoodies. They're not just comfortable, they're conversation starters. Need to keep hydrated during those long listen sessions. Get your hands on our durable water bottles. And now introducing our latest editions, a hand-picked selection of intriguing books that will keep your mind buzzing. GroundZeroMerch.com. Support Ground Zero and everything we do. And then we take a look at another uh, prophecy from St. Hildegard, wrote in 1129. At the time of the lineage of the popes that leads to the final pontiff, we'd be seeing a powerful wind rise up in the north, carrying heavy fog and densest dust by divine command, and it will fill their throats and eyes so they will cease their savagery and be stricken with a great fear. Before the comets come, many nations, the good accepted, will be scoured with want and famine. The great nation in the ocean that is inhabited by people of different uh, tribes and descent by an earthquake, storm, and tidal waves will be devastated, will be divided, and in great part be submerged. The comet, by its tremendous pressure, will force much out of the ocean and flood many countries, causing much want and many plagues. All seacoast cities will be fearful, and many of them will be destroyed by tidal waves, and most living creatures will be killed, and even those who escape will die from horrible disease, for in none of those cities does a person live according to the laws of God. Interesting note that Cape Town, South Africa today, when the Pope was announced, they experienced an exploding asteroid, just like what happened in Russia. There are very few details coming out today, but it did happen today on March 13, 2013, an exploding uh, fireball over Cape Town, South Africa. It's weird the way all of these strange things happen on the days that the Popes are in the news. And all, pro all prophecies, in my opinion, are, are, are fascinating because of the fact that, they, they, you know, they seem to be like blueprints. Some of them are, are chosen to be forgotten. Others are, are, uh, are, are made to uh, either be adhered to. But I just found it interesting that the name Francis was chosen by Bergoglio to represent a rebuilding of the faith, signifying that perhaps the faith has been destroyed by all the scandals, the, the homosexuality, all the things we've been hearing about. And another thing that was very, world, uh, very weird about uh, Bergoglio is that he made this statement. He said, they went to the end of the world to find me. That was his statement. He says, they went to the end of the world to find me, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, they went all the way to, uh, all the way to Argentina. It's very much a surprise that many thought in order to fulfill this prophecy that what would uh, happen is that the new pope would call himself Peter II. Now, this is very rare. 
But in a strange coincidence that I found today, there was a scripture that I felt that was fitting for the date, March 13, 2013, or 313, the date Pope Francis I was elected and is found. If you look at 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 13, at 313 and Peter II, it says, But in keeping with his promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth where righteousness dwells. Well, Francis, Francis I, will face numerous challenges as the leader of the Catholic faithful. First among them is the child sex abuse scandal. Uh, he's hoping to reform that and change that. At least that's what we're hearing from all the pundits who've been speaking about it. But you need to know that Francis, of course, was a runner-up in the last papal election in 2005, which resulted in Benedict becoming pope. Uh, Francis comes, though, with a lot of mystical secrets, synchronicities, that I think are going to be eventually talked about, and they may just cause some embarrassment for the Vatican. Because as I was looking at, at Jorge, as I was looking at Bergoglio, I was trying to figure out where I knew him from. Well, those of you may know that I lived in Argentina, Buenos Aires, Argentina, at the end of what is known as the Dirty War. It was wrapping up, but there was a lot of interesting characters that were involved, and of course, he being the, the Cardinal Jesuit of Argentina, he was involved in the Dirty War and the military regime that seized power in 1976 during that, during that time. The Catholic Church was complicit in the war crimes in Argentina, and it appears that Bergoglio was complicit in crimes which include the abduction and murder of two Jesuit priests. The extent of the church's complicity in the disappearance and murder of those who rebelled was reported by Horacio Robotiski, who was an Argentine journalist well-known. He wrote a book called El Silencio. It was a book uh, that was available where you, you actually read about how the Argentine Navy uh, was actually being kept uh, uh, with Cardinal Bergoglio. Uh, he was the Jesuit Archbishop of Buenos Aires. Uh, they hid from a visiting delegation of inter-American human rights commission uh, groups. And what he was doing is uh, he was accused of and still is right now, which they haven't really. I mean, the church will say they cleared it up, but it really hasn't been cleared up yet. A lot of people want justice here. They're saying that he basically took a lot of political prisoners and a lot of the henchmen of uh, some of the uh, of the junta. And he kept them at his house, uh, which was right there near River, River Plate. Uh, it's a place that he called El Silencio. And it was right near the River Plate. And, and it was Bergoglio's name was allowed to go forward in the ballot to choose the successor to John Paul II, even during the time that he allegedly was involved with this complicitness of the murders and the disappearances of several Argentines during the Dirty War. Now, how is this not considered when you elect a pope? How do they not look back and say, well, look, guy, you know, you're bringing with you a lot of dirty laundry especially at your hands dirty, maybe blood on your hands from this dirty war that was part of the Argentine history. I mean, if you thought the, the, the Joseph Ratzinger being a non-enthusiastic Nazi caused a stir, how about a pope that in his own country was considered an accessory to murder during a civil war? If you read about uh, some of the, I mean, let me go uh, here and, and tell you, here's a quote from uh, The Guardian when they were doing a report on this. Not only did the generals of Argentina slaughter thousands unjustly, often dropping them out of airplanes over the river plate 
and selling off their orphan children to the highest bidder. They also murdered at least two bishops and many priests. Yet even the execution of other men of the cloth did nothing to shake the support of senior clerics, including representatives of the Holy See, including Jorge Bergoglio, and their support of the criminality of their leader, General Jorge Rafael Videla, and his minions. At the time, Bergoglio was known as the cardinal that never smiled. So here we have a dark side to this new pope, Francis I, who was uh, allegedly part, or at least looking away, and was uh, complicit with the murders and the disappeared that happened in Argentina. The Dirty War. The knock at the door at 3 a.m. where they took you out of your house, raped you, beat you, drugged you, and put you on a helicopter and dumped you in the River Plate, Riachuelo, or somewhere else in the ocean to be shark bait. 888-673-3700. That's 888-673-3700. Why would the church allow this? Why are they looking away at this? This is where it gets dark. Triple eight six seven three thirty seven hundred. We'll be back. FM News one hundred one KXL. Back to Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis on FM News one hundred one. Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis. The election of this pope may backfire because of his dealings with the dirty war in Buenos Aires, Argentina in 1976. Many people don't realize that Argentina had a civil war that I tell people many times, look back at and understand that this is where we could be in the future. Now the pope of the church is Francis I. He, um, on the surface, doesn't fit the Petrus Romanus prophecy. However, several people argue that he does. I'm trying to figure out if he truly does or if we're just really pushing prophecy just because we want to save face. So, what do you think? 888-673-3700. That's 888-673-3700. We go to Christine in Michigan. You're on Ground Zero. Hello, Clyde. How are you? I'm going to find your show very intriguing tonight. Thank you. But I want you to look at it this, at it this way. Just, just kind of give me some of your thought on this. What if it would have come out as Peter the Roman. What if it would have been, you know, a it, it never It never does, Christine, and that's the thing, is that when you look at these yep. prophecies, because when, uh, when uh, Joseph Ratzinger was the Pope, he was supposed to be of the glory of the olive, and he had no criteria, nothing fit in the beginning, nothing at all. Everybody's like saying, ah, the prophecy's dead, you know, guys are idiots. But then they found out that he was going to name himself Pope Benedict, which the Benedictine Order was of the Glory of the Olive branch. It was the, it was, it was the peace uh, group, and he named himself after that, and it fit the prophecy perfectly. Now right. we're now. here arguing over whether it's Peter the Roman or Petrus Romanus, and he is an Italian. He just happens to live in Argentina, but they stress the fact that he's a non-Italian pope. No, he's very much Italian. His father was Italian. Most Argentines are really Italians who live in South America. Right. Now we have to go back to the real true facts. What is biblical prophecy. And we know that in Jan Daniel chapter 9, verse 26, he comes from Roman descent. So now this would fit the biblical prophecy of the prince that would come 
is going to be of exactly that, Italian descent. And that's where we have got this now fulfilled. So the first requirement has been met, Mm -hmm. according to the Bible. Right. The second requirement, of course, is the seven-year treaty with Israel. That is yet to come. And I feel that's the next thing to look for. And that's the next thing that people are anticipating with Barack Obama going to Israel. Well, I don't that he don't fit of the Roman descent, but this man does. So I think we have to wait and see what this pope will do, and I think it will fit only because the name Vicar of the Son of God or Vicarious Boedei adds up two six 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 exactly. Of course, but that's always been the case. But the the thing yeah. I'm getting at is is I really don't know if this pope. I really don't know if this pope's going to last. He isn't, I don't think he's going to last that long. I don't think he's going to have that long in power. He's 76 years old. He's got one lung, and, uh, and, and he's got a scandal behind him already. They put in a scandalous pope, a pope that was involved with being, you know, looking away when several priests and several bishops were slaughtered in the Argentine Civil War. And, and yet, you know, you know, people are still to this day challenging him. And saying, why on earth would they choose this guy to be our representative of God on earth when he's a murderer or he is at least complicit in murder? Well, let's look at it this way. In the book of Revelation, it states the Antichrist knows that his time is short, or the Satan knows his time is short. I don't think any of the popes are the Antichrist. I really don't. I think that they could. They could... I think this one will be. No. I think it fits. I don't think so. I think it fits. Well, then let's just keep an eye and see what happens. Okay, well, I can tell you now that the Pope will not be the Antichrist. If anything, he'll be the false prophet. One thing is the Pope does not claim blood lineage to Jesus, nor does he claim blood lineage to the King David. Right, but the beast, the great, the, the harlot, which is definitely described in the book of Revelation as the woman wearing purple linen, I mean purple and And riding scarlet. the beast, right? Right, and she rides the beast. The and and beast where do you where do you see woman. that where do you see that image, where do you see that image today? Yeah, I know you're going to say this is at the UN. It's at the European Union, not the UN, right. but the European Union, oh, and it's European being flaunted. Union. It's being flaunted as the but new the government beast? of the new order. Now look at it this way: if an antichrist is meant to fool who, according to Jesus, he goes after one group of people to deceive them. It is the elect. It is the Christian. And the best way to do that is to become one or to act like one. This is where I feel a Christian entity fills the spot for the, for the Antichrist because it makes sense. We differ because he doesn't have to be a Christian. He has to claim that he is part of the, he has to be part of the Jewish bloodline. And he, that's the, that's the point of it. It's not whether or not he's a Christian. It's whether or not he, is from the synagogue of Satan or pretends to be a Jew when he's not a Jew? Well, he doesn't need to be a Jew then, because huh? he can pretend to be one. Well, and who pretends to be, who are they that pretend to be Jews that aren't? Those are those who are... The royals, uh, no. the royal families do. But if you go back into Daniel, it also states he will not come from a royal line. That's right, because he's not from a royal line. He claims to be from a loyal, royal line, but he's not from a royal line. Okay, well... Prince Charles, Prince Charles and Prince William are not from a royal line, and as we've been reading lately, Queen Elizabeth is very sick, and they're worried that she's not going to make it through the year. 
I think you're going to see your Antichrist as a very humble man who's going to turn the church around, make it look like something really good, and then you're going to see miracles come from this guy. He's I really, I don't believe that. I don't believe that Bergoglio, I think Bergoglio was put there as a moniker. I don't think he's going to last, and I think it's because of the fact that he has this behind him, the murderous, uh, the murderous complicitness that he had with the Argentine Dirty War, and it's going to come back and bite him. I think it's going to be investigated, and they most certainly are going to be pushing towards putting these people on trial for the crimes against humanity and if they do that will signify the fall of the church i think that the church right now is at a point where it needs to be rebuilt that's why the name was taken as significance yep and it will be rebuilt by a great pope just somebody awesome and then he will strip her naked but it won't be francis the first i doubt it will be him let's wait and see all right we'll see thank you for the call thank you all right thank you christine sistine christine right here on Ground Zero. We'll be back with more. Don't go away. FM News 101 KXL. And this is Ground Zero. The numbers are called tonight, 888-673-3700. That's 888-673-3700. Today was the day they elected the Pope. Pope Francis is the Pope now. Pope Francis I, taking his name from St. Francis of Assisi. A very mild-mannered Pope, a very humble Pope. However, a lot of people are asking about the Petrus Romanus prophecies and all the things that have been talked about that stirred a lot of attention towards the election of the popes. And as I said in the earlier hour, I don't know if on the surface it appears that Pope Francis would be that pope. Of course, for those of you that don't know, Cardinal Jorge Mario Bergoglio became the pope. He's from Argentina. And one of the things that I'm very concerned about is is that I don't understand why they would put a pope with such controversy in his background as you put him on the throne. I don't get it. I don't get why they do that because there are many Argentines that remain angry over the Catholic Church's acknowledged failure to openly confront the dictatorship in the 1976 coup and dirty war where many people were kidnapped and killed. And it's because of the fact they wanted to eliminate subversives from the country. And, of course, under the leadership of Bergoglio, bishops issued a collective apology in October of 2012 for the church's failures to protect the Argentines during the 1970s, 
But the statement blamed the era's violence in roughly equal measure on both the junta and the enemies. Many people say, though, that's too late. That Bergoglio was more concerned, according to some Argentines, about the church's image than about aiding human rights investigations in Argentina. And believe me, many mothers are still looking for their children there. Many people were murdered there in their civil conflict. And I don't know if you could have any compassion for the murders of children, the murders of artists, the murders of those who were subversives, who spoke out against the government. Bergoglio twice invoked his right under Argentine law to refuse to appear in court. When he eventually did testify in 2010, human rights attorney Miriam Bergman said his answers were evasive. And at least two cases directly involved Bergoglio. One examined the torture of two of his Je uh, of Jesuit priests, Orlando Iorio and Francisco Jalix, who were kidnapped in 1976 from the slums where they advocated liberation theology. Iorio accused Bergoglio in effectively hand in, uh, of effectively handing them over to the death squads by declining to tell the regime that he endorsed their work. Jalix refused to discuss it after moving into seclusion in a German monastery. He felt like that their backs were turned on those who were trying to spread the truth. Bergoglio often hid subversives or hid henchmen of the dictatorship at his home. And many people say, how did he become Pope? This is where the Pope shows his dark side. It's also interesting to note that today, March 13, 2013, is interesting because of the synchronicities of the number 13. It was also said by many clerics and many of the uh, church hopefuls that the name of the Pope should be Pius XIII to fulfill another prophecy of Pius X. Pius X had a number of prophetic visions about a Pope that would, uh, that would uh, be in the midst of, a, of the Franciscans that would actually be in the middle of a war and that many of the successors, one with the same name he claimed, would flee over the bodies of the brethren and take refuge in some hiding place, but after a brief respite, would die a cruel death. And that's uh, one of the uh, prophecies of Pope Pius X. The new Pope, Early, was selected on March 13, 2013, 7.06 Italian time, that's 7 plus 6 equals 13. Bergoglio, or Francis I, is 76 years old, that's another 13. He also walked onto the balcony to greet his flock at 8.13 p.m. local time. And I just thought it was interesting that if we were to have Pius XIII to be elected on the new moon on the 13th day of the 13th year, that was also part of the prophecy. But the truth is, can we actually push or at least put him in the category of Petrus Romanus? Is it a failed prophecy because the Argentine Cardinal of Death chose the name Francis I? Well, it's not much of a stretch to include that the Pope is elected to be the, the Vicar of Christ, the Vicar of Peter, Petrus, Holy Father, Bishop of Rome, Servant of the Servants of God, Supreme Pastor, His Holiness, The Rock, Petrus, Supreme Pontiff, Father of Kings, Governor of the World, Successor of St. Peter, once again, Petrus, Shepherd of the Universal Church. Attention all Ground Zero radio fans. GroundZeroMerch.com is your one-stop shop for all things Ground Zero. Oh, wow. Show off your style with our exclusive collection of T-shirts and hoodies. They're not just comfortable, they're conversation starters. Need to keep hydrated during those long listen sessions. Get your hands on our durable water bottles. And now introducing our latest editions, a hand-picked selection of intriguing books that will keep your mind buzzing. GroundZeroMerch.com. Support Ground Zero and everything we do. And he's also of Italian descent, which makes him Roman. Another eerie coincidence that also I found with 
Jorge Mario Bergoglio is that his name has both the words Gog and Magog in, the, in his name, his original name, which is the equivalent of, well, an agent of the devil to perform wicked and murderous deeds in the last days. In the Judeo-Christian tradition, the satanic powers that wage war against God are Gog and Magog. Well, there's so many interesting conspiracies and so many interesting yarns we can all twist and turn, but Betsy Lewis is going to appear on the program tonight to discuss these very things. Betsy Lewis uh, is, a, is a listener of Ground Zero. She's also an author of the book Angels, Aliens, and Prophecy. Let's welcome her to the show, Betsy Lewis. Welcome to Ground Zero. Thank you. Great to be on your show tonight, Clyde. Got you in such a whirlwind of conspiracy, prophecy, and all kinds of stuff. I mean, what can you tell us about what you're sensing about the Petrus Romanus prophecy and all the other coincidences? Oh, my gosh. You know, since the beginning of this year, I just knew things were going to really change for us. It's like we stepped into a parallel world. But it, it's just amazing. And, you know, I found out that this pope, his ordination was on December 13th, 1969, isn't that amazing? Who's, whose ordination was? Ordination this, of the Archbishop? Yes, the yeah. current Pope that just became Pope. So his, his ordination was what for Archbishop? De- December 13th, 1969. Another 13. Another 13. And, yeah, and, of course, he took the name um, uh, from uh, St. Francis, So and that was from the 13th century, uh, St. Francis of Assisi, and, of course, he's 76 years old, and that equals 13. Yep. So it's just amazing, isn't it? And the announcement of the smoke came out in 713, or actually, right. no, was it 713? Or was it, what was the time that that came out? It wasn't 713, was it? I think it was another time. Maybe, no, yeah. it was 706. At 706, right. they came out with the smoke, announcing the Pope had been done. So 76 is 13. But then he took the stage at 813 at night and spoke to uh, everyone, and uh, he said... They, they went to the end of the world to find me, which I found was a very strong statement. Wow. And today is 3-13-2013, and you total up those numbers, it's 13. I don't think that's any coincidence. I mean, what are the odds of that, Clyde? I don't know. The odds are pretty bizarre. <laughs> I, I, just, I just sat there. I, I can't understand, or I, I couldn't even fathom all of the possible 13 combinations that are going on out there. I mean... What is the esoteric symbology of the number 13? What, what kind of influence does it have on us, and has it had any influences in the past? Oh, sure. Absolutely. It goes back. Well, 13 uh, goes back. It's the central number to geometry. It's, uh, 13 is the sixth prime number. It is um, seen in um, examples of our world, uh, 13 major joints in the body, 13 lunar cycles, and it was supposed to be the day that um, Christ died, Friday the 13th, making it very unlucky. And it also symbolizes cleansing, purity, suffering, death, the evolution of the soul, and the decoding of the human consciousness. So it, it's in everything. Uh, the Illuminati, of course, that's their number, one of their numbers. And it's a power number, of course, but it's part of the 13 bloodlines of the Illuminati. Yeah, there's that. That is that too. I, I just, I just find it interesting. Why? I mean, we we were speculating on this last night. We were saying, wouldn't it be odd if the Pope was elected on the 13th of March, 313? And <laughs> uh, and we said, but you know, wouldn't it be even more crazy? I mean, everybody's expecting it to be Peter the Second, 
which I told people would not be the name of the Pope because they're expecting Petrus Romanus, that it's all hidden, it's all covert, that there's a covert meaning to the prophecies if you look at the They're just not out in the open, so it wouldn't be Peter II. But there were a lot of people that were speculating and saying that Pius XIII would be the new Pope, that they would name him Pius XIII, and they found it interesting because it would be on the 13th day of a 13th year, as Pius X had predicted. Right. Oh, numerology is so amazing. And I'm sure that there are Vatican astrologers that had a hand in this. I really do. Well, it's a new moon. <laughs> Go sure. figure there. When we, we, there's a new moon out, and so you have the new moon. You have, him, you have a pope elected on a new moon. You have it on the 13th day, the 13th hour. I mean, it, it's just amazing how this all seems to come together. With us tonight is Betsy Lewis on Ground Zero. We're going to be back with more with her tonight on Ground Zero. You can give us a call at 888-673-3700. That's 888-673-3700. And uh, you can ask your questions tonight of the popes and the meaning of the prophecies. Of course, tonight, uh, you know, it's just an amazing time to be alive. Once again, history in the making is the first Jesuit pope was elected for many times, many years, I had said. And people said, oh, they'll never elect the Jesuit pope. I said, the next pope will be a Jesuit pope. Why? Because they're going to declare war on evil in the world. It's something that they declared a long time ago, and I figured it'd be time for a Jesuit pope. Now we have one. However, this Jesuit pope has a very dark background, perhaps a scandalous one, and he may not be on the throne for very long. 888-673-3700. That's 888-673-3700. We'll be back. FM News 101 KXL. Back to Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis on FM News 101. Everyone is in on the secrets and big things are being planned. Call Clyde Lewis now. Ground Zero. The vexing of the unlucky 13 is actually surrounding this pope elected on 31313 Betsy Lewis with us tonight on Ground Zero betsylewis.com she's author and intuitive author of the book Angels Aliens and Prophecy tonight trying to piece together what went wrong with the Malachi prophecy if anything went wrong and that's the question i have for you Betsy i mean you followed the Malachi prophecies you followed the Petrus Romanus prophecies you know about it as well as i do did it go wrong, and are we looking at the non-Petrus Romanus? Was this a big mistake, and are and all people like, I mean, because a lot of people not only are throwing their hands up about prophecy, but many of the people who said that the following popes would be pope, none of those popes made it, and, and he just came from out of nowhere. He did. Um, I don't know. I, there's just so many strange things going on in the world right now, and um, I think we're just going to see a lot stranger things going on. Um, I, you know, he only has one lung, and I keep thinking maybe he's not going to be around very long like you were talking about earlier, that there's something that's going to happen to him. Mm-hmm. Well, all the prophecies point to the idea that this pope will not last long, including the 13th century. All the 13th century visions of St. Francis... All the 13th century visions of all of the visionaries at the time and the intuitives, such as yourself, have all said that there may be, and Malachi, of course, said what he said, but they were saying there may be a modification to the prophecy that states that perhaps the white pope and the black pope will be ruling at the same time, that the white pope will die, then the black pope will die, and then after that, 
Then we face the judge. Then we face Petrus Romanus. Or then we find who truly Petrus Romanus is. And I have said, you take a look at the popes, and it says the 112th pope would, uh, would be the last pope, according to Malachi. The 111th pope was Benedict XVI. Now, technically, the 112th pope was Bertone. He was the pope. He was the deputy pope in charge. And here's the deal. How long did he reign Rome? Attention all Ground Zero radio fans. GroundZeroMerch.com is your one-stop shop for all things Ground Zero. Oh, wow. Show off your style with our exclusive collection of T-shirts and hoodies. They're not just comfortable, they're conversation starters. Need to keep hydrated during those long listen sessions. Get your hands on our durable water bottles. And now introducing our latest editions, a hand-picked selection of intriguing books that will keep your mind buzzing. GroundZeroMerch.com. Support Ground Zero and everything we do. Any guesses? No. <laughs> 13, really? 13 days. Really? Yes. Uh, really? Remember, Seriously? Wow. Remember, the Pope, the Pope, Benedict, Pope Benedict resigned on the 28th. Count the days till the 13th. We've got 13 whole oh. days wow. where, where Tarsicio Pietro Ivasio Bertone was the Pope of the Church. He was the Deputy Pope. He was a lawyer and judge and Secretary of State of Popes, which would make Francis... Not the 112th Pope, but the 113th Pope in the sequence of Popes in Malachi's prophecy. Which, of course, he didn't mention a 113th Pope, but he did mention a judge, a lawyer, a secretary, and the, and the great black Pope. And here we are with a Jesuit, which is a black Pope. Well, there, there's something really interesting with the number 13 in the Vatican. Uh, you know, and it goes back to the Phantom of Portugal uh, visions of the children and the prophecies given by the apparition that came to the children. You mean the secret uh, of Fatima? Yes. Wow. Let, tell me about that. What is the correlation that took place on that day? What, what would happen with that apparition for the children of Fatima? Well, it, it started for the three children when they were tending sheep in uh, Fatima on a day um, in spring. And the first vision uh, was of a male, and they thought it was an angel that came to them and told them to pray. And then the next event came May 13, 1917, at high noon. And they heard booms, um, there was flashes of light, and this beautiful lady came uh, gliding in from the east, and she would hover above an oak tree, and she began giving giving them prophecies, amazing prophecies of things to happen, which many of these uh, prophecies have come true. But um, what's interesting is she always showed up on the 13th day of the month for six consecutive months, always at high noon. And <laughs> it's really interesting that, you know, there were three secrets supposedly given to these children, and they believe that two of them were given to the world, but the third was not given to the world. And according to what I've read, that Lucia, the eldest, was uh, very ill in the 1940s, and she was asked to write down that third prophecy and give it to the church. And the lady that she had witnessed, she believed, was the Virgin Mary, was uh, she was told to have this prophecy revealed to the world in 1960, and the church refused to reveal it for some reason, and they still have. So I think there's something connected with this 
date. Well, many have speculated that many have speculated that it, it basically the third secret was the apostasy and the complete destruction of the church. Right. And right. Uh, and that was, uh, of course, uh, who else was involved with trying to block that as well, or to say that it was a lie, or to at least he wrote several books about it. Was uh, Bertone did uh, the the uh, the deputy pope that was the pope for 13 days in 2013. He, he was involved with a scandal regarding the third secret of Fatima. And uh, to this day, many people do believe that the third secret of Fatima deals with a pope or a pontiff that will have to at least uh, preside over a church that is destroyed. And, of course, once again, going back to Malachi prophecy, saying that the great judge will be pope when the seven hills, of, uh, when the seven hills or the city of the seven hills is destroyed, meaning Rome. So, you know, are we looking at a, a, a are we looking at total destruction of Rome? Are we looking at uh, in the years to come, you know, something symbolic happening with this new pope? I mean, I know Francis wanted to rebuild the church, but does that signify that the church spiritually has already been destroyed and he's here to try and make it up or make it better? That's that's the thing. As he said that he's going to rebuild, is you know, as as of course uh, Francis said that he would rebuild uh, Jesus' church upon once again the rock or Petrus or Pietras which I find fascinating. Well, I think we've got a lot of different things going on right now. I think there's a spiritual war going on, but I think the the last event was October 13th, 1917. Well, why don't we uh, why don't we talk about that in the next break? I wanted to ask you about what happened right. on October 13th. I know that we get pushed for time, we get caught up in what we're talking about. It's a great time to be alive, some exciting things. Bessie Lewis, such a great find to have on the program tonight, an intuitive author and uh, someone who's very in tune with what's going on around us. She's going to give us a little bit of uh, information on what happened on October 13th, 1917, which is also significant for what we're talking about tonight. 888-673-3700. It's 888-673-3700. We'll be back. With Clyde Lewis and Ground Zero on FM News 101. The world around us changes constantly. And we ourselves change. Only one thing remains constant. As for all of history and will for all of eternity. This is the summary of your Chinese horoscope 2013. The year 2013 is the Chinese year of the snake. What will this mean for you? Changes constantly. 
You're listening to Ground Zero. Tonight, Betsy Lewis is with us. BetsyLewis.com, author and intuitive, on the program discussing some very intricate 13s and some other interesting parallels with what happened today at the election of the Pope. Pope Francis is the Pope now, and uh, many people wonder, what does that mean for Petrus Romanus? What does that mean for the Malachi prophecies? But we have been talking a little bit about the 13 sequences that were involved also in other prophecies as well, moving from the 13th century into talking about what happened with the Young Girls and the Secret of Fatima. Now, we were talking about what happened on October 13, 1917. What exactly went down that day? Well, it was just incredible. The children were promised a miracle on that day, and seventy to 80,000 people gathered on that day in Fatima to see a miracle. It had been raining all morning long, and people were soaked and standing in mud, and exactly high noon, solar noon, the clouds parted, and it looked like the sun just began to fall from the sky. Um, before that, what was interesting is there was multicolored lights going on. There was blue smoke, columns of blue smoke. Uh, flower petals were falling from the sky and evaporating. Um, and then when this event happened and the sun was coming down from the sky, it started turning and shifting and throwing out incredible light, rays of light. Uh, people described it as a plate of silver. It made strange and abrupt movements. It was a clear disc. It had a sharp edge, and it looked like a plate of silver, dull silver, which doesn't sound like the sun to me. No, it sounds it, like either a Merkaba or a UFO or something, right? Exactly. Wow. It was huge. And I guess that that went on for quite a while, and then all of a sudden the sun looked like it went right back up into the sky again, and everybody was dry. The ground was dry. Uh, they had felt incredible heat. There were many healings that took place on that day. But I wonder if it wasn't a mass UFO, because not one astronomer worldwide had noted anything unusual on that day. Well, it could have not been. One. What about the idea that it could have been some sort of solar event where maybe uh, it appeared like two suns were in the sky or something like that? And I know a lot of people say they've been seeing anomalies like this. Uh, all over the world, and it's been happening now, and they're and they're right. even they're even saying now that the sun is acting kind of weird in 2013. Is there anything to that? Well, I think we were being told, we were being warned of an event coming up this year. I think they've been telling us that 2013. I thought it was a date, but I think it's the year 2013. And like you said, look at all the things that are going on. The meteors coming into our area and the comets that are coming into our solar system. Cape Town, South Africa today, an exploding fireball right. happened today, yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh, extreme weather, sinkholes forming. We've got birds and fish dying in mass. We've got those strange booms that are being heard worldwide. Um, it, it's just crazy out there. So something is going on with our planet Something is going on with the other planets out there that are going through mass changes. And if it's Planet X, um, a brown failed 
star out there that comes through our solar system every 3,600 years. It's possible, but something is going on. And I think they have been warning us about the 13. In fact, um, it's interesting that uh, the eldest child, Lucia, died February 13, 2005. There's that 13 again. I just realized something. When was Pope John Paul II shot? May 13th, 1981. Oh, my God. You want to hear something really bizarre? Guess who his yeah. interim pope was? Guess who was head of the church when he was shot? Any idea? No. Tell me. It, it, was, it was Bergoglio. Oh, my gosh. It was the pope Seriously. that we have now. He was the interim pope when Pope John Paul II was gunned down on May 13th. No. Yes. Oh. Isn't this bizarre? This is too weird. I, <laughs> this is bizarre. The number 13 seems to be just like vexing this pope or, the, yeah. or uh, this cardinal. Right, right. If, oh, I, my goodness. I don't know. what. I mean, wasn't that part of the third secret of Fatima, though? Didn't Pope John Paul II say that he felt that he his being shot was part of the whole prophecy, too? Or was that something I, I, I have in the back well, of my mind is not true? I mean, You know, we've heard so many different stories. I've met, read so many different things, and I know... Father um, Malachi Martin claimed that he had seen that third prophecy, and he said it was so horrendous, you know, he didn't want to talk about it. It's part of the chastisement that uh, the earth was going to go through. So, you know, uh, what is the truth, you know? Yeah, I, I just, it just seems that all this weird stuff seems to be happening in sequences, and, and it just seems to be manifesting itself in such a way uh, I'm going to go to a few phone calls right now, okay. and uh, let's let's see if we can answer some questions. Let's first go to Rachel calling from Portland, Oregon. Hi, Rachel, on Ground Zero. Hey, Clyde. This is really a great show. Thank you. Well, you're just um, you're blowing me away here because my first impression. Um, I'm not Catholic, but I've been Christian all my life, and uh, I was thinking, wow, what a humble guy. I we're Facebook friends, and I was just thinking. This is just great. He's going to be awesome. And now I'm hearing and listening to all this stuff. And so I'm taken aback, and I'm really um, intrigued now and doing a little bit more homework. But I want to ask you, um, I remember watching on TBN, there was a person that came on there doing numerology. And if I'm not mistaken, I recall they were talking about um, how they could, they were seeing prophecies through numerology throughout the Bible but also, too, that the number 13 in the Bible is a good number, not a bad number. And then the, the other question I have for you is, uh, the first one was clarification. But the well, let me just is, say one thing, Rachel. It's a good number only because of the fact that 12 disciples in Jesus Christ was the 13th. However, okay. Judas Iscariot was the 13th apostle that betrayed him. Okay. They, 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 they kind of they go back and forth like that. So there you go with, mm. with, with the whole number okay. 13 thing. Okay. And then the other question, um, um, why do they call it the Black Pope because he's white? I'm confused about that. I, uh, because I the, I the Jesuits are known as, isn't that right, Betsy? The Jesuits are, are called the Black Popes, or they, they're called the, 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 the Order of the Jesuits, which are the, the Black Popes. They are the, they are the right. armies. They are like, it's like right. what they've done, Rachel, literally, is let's say, for example, they, they put in charge, like they did with George uh, Herbert Walker Bush, a CIA guy as president. That's what they've done with a pope. This guy is part of the Jesuit of uh, the Jesuits, which is kind of like the order of the CIA within the within the Vatican. Oh. Yeah. Well, if you got any 
books you can put up tonight? I really want to know more about this stuff, and I'm going to get her book. It sounds very interesting. Thank you for a great, great show. You oh. bet. You, you can Thank get it right you. off my website. You bet. You can get it right off the website. Okay, I'll let you ask somebody else, or let somebody else ask some questions, too. I'm sure there's a lot. Okay, let's go to, yes, go ahead. I was just going to mention that um, I was looking up the Jesuit order, and supposedly they go back to uh, the mysticism of Babylon, um, and I guess that uh, they believed they were godmen, and um, it goes back to that Lucifer is the one that makes us realize that God is within us. So they believe that they are the illuminated ones. So that actually goes back to the Illuminati. Well, yeah, that goes back to the Illuminati. It also goes back to what? The Templars and all the other groups that. Right. Uh, and, and when were they hanged? October 13th? What was it? 13 something? It was in the 13th century where they were hanged. The oh Templars? They, they, were, they were killed in the 13th as well. I'd have to go back and do my homework. I'm doing this all by mental. I'm looking back at my rusty little Rolodex in my brain, and I'm thinking, this is like in the 13th, October 13th of 13-something, where the popes, uh, one of the popes ordered them all hanged because of, of blasphemy. They, they worship Baphomet, which was, of course, the goat head. Uh, wow. You know, Betsy, <laughs> I don't know, there's so many weird conspiracies there and is. synchronicities tonight. BetsyLewis.com. Betsy Lewis is with us tonight on Ground Zero. So glad to have her on. She's the author of the book. Angels, Aliens, and Prophecy, The Connection. We're talking with her about what happened today. The Pope was elected. A lot of strange uh, synchronicities and strange things going on with it. We'll be back with more. Keep it here on Ground Zero. FM News 101 KXL. Back to Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis on FM News 101. Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis. Betsy Lewis is with us tonight on Ground Zero. So glad to have her on the program tonight as we explore some of the synchronicities and strangeness with this Pope elected on this third month, 13th day of 2013. We add up to 13. You can reduce it down to four, but still, it's a 13 number. All kinds of strangeness with the number 13, including uh, the, the assassination attempt on John Paul II. Uh, May 13th, uh, the third secret of Fatima being done on the 13th day. All these things going on, some very, very strange coincidences as we talk today about the new Pope. Let's go now to Jose in Michigan. This is on WOD 1300 AM. You're on Ground Zero. Yes, uh, I, I like to, I'd like to see if I have the time to correct some, some really grave misconceptions that have been said so far. Um, I, I'm looking at all the major newspapers from Argentina online uh-huh. and even in Spain. And there's no mention of these in, in the Argentinian newspapers. As a matter of fact, the congratulations are coming from the left and the right and all the political spectrum. Yeah, but there are a lot uh, of people who are of the disappeared that claim that he turned but, his eye away from the murders well, that were going on there. Well, if you let me uh, continue, you, you said, and, uh, and I quote, that he is a murderer. I never said that. I said yes, that he was yes. complicit. No, no, he may I, have, no. I, you, you listen to me, Jose. You, you, I said, no, I have it in writing, I, too. I, you I, can go back and read my article. I don't want you to sit here and say, put words in my mouth. I did not call him a murderer. I said that he may be involved in a murder scandal that took place back in 1976 when he was the cardinal who looked away from all the murderous activities going on with the junta. 
and you said he was complicit. No. Yes, I did, because he may have been, because he, the no, church was totally to complicit say, in the no, dirty no, war, and you know that. No, to say he may. You know that. The same you, Jose, that you, okay, Jose, are you from Argentina? Are you from Argentina? Have you lost a child in the Disapodicitos? Well, are you going to have a conversation, or is this... Uh... Are you going to answer my questions? This is my show. Answer my questions. You accused me of calling him a murderer. I said that he you may be complicit in a murder. I reported exactly how you said it, okay? And, and secondly, this is the kind of thing that you, people have been saying about Pope Pius XII, which has been proven completely wrong. What so, have they been saying about post, uh, Pope Pius XII? Yes, when, and also you also said tonight. I asked you a question. What did they say about Pope Pius the Twelve? No, I'm saying. All right, goodbye. I, I I gotta hang up on that idiot. Why? He's not going to answer my questions. He's going to come in shooting his mouth off. He's going to come in here. I mean, I don't normally hang up on people. I want to hear them out. But when I ask him a question, what did they say about Pope Pius the Twelve? He wouldn't answer the question, and he accuses me of saying that I called him a murderer. No, I said he may be complicit. In fact, at the beginning of this program. I said that it was reported in the Argentine newspapers. It was reported that he may have been complicit and looked away and may have even kept people in his home in El Silencio. So, I mean, this is something that's an accusation that's still part of the shadow that is over him as Pope. And these are the things that we need to take into consideration. I'm going to take a break right now, and then we'll be back with more. Keep it here on Ground Zero, 888-673-3700. That's 888-673-3700. Attention all Ground Zero radio fans. GroundZeroMerch.com is your one-stop shop for all things Ground Zero. Oh, wow. Show off your style with our exclusive collection of T-shirts and hoodies. They're not just comfortable, they're conversation starters. Need to keep hydrated during those long listen sessions? Get your hands on our durable water bottles. And now introducing our latest additions, a hand-picked selection of intriguing books that will keep your mind buzzing. GroundZeroMerch.com. Support Ground Zero and everything we do. Oh, I took my break? Okay, I thought I could take a break. But I, I, just, I just thought to myself that, you know, this really riles me when people want to come and put words in my mouth. Do you know what he was talking about, Betsy, when he was talking about Pope Pius Twelfth? You know, I don't. I was lost there. I'm I sorry. was lost, too. I mean, I, I think I made it clear. <laughs> yeah. I think I made it clear that he was allegedly complicit. No, I mean, right. if you're thinking for one minute, I mean, look, he may have been involved. And, in fact, a lot of people said he was involved. Go now to uh, John in Alabama. You're on Ground Zero. Good evening. I'm, I love the show, Clyde, and I'm glad to be on tonight. I uh, heard earlier the talk about Fatima, mm -hmm. and the first apparition at Fatima strangely coincides with the Rosicrucians' dedication to the Solomon Circle at Beverly Hall. Mm -hmm. But the third secret is interesting, especially with the fire meme that you talk about. The, angel, the, the children had seen an angel in the sky with a flaming sword in his left hand. Right. They saw the fire fall. The Blessed Mother stops the fire. And uh, then the message about the, the, the children seeing the people in white and red robes on a hillside being killed by arrows and bullets. And they saw the Holy Father at the top. Now, of the people that take a, a question with the, whether or not we got the whole third secret, they tend to say that some reference that was supposed to be released in the 60s. Right. Well, even if that was true, and uh, this brings in the whole 13 meme again, there was a cloistered nun in Japan who was praying. She was praying about a lot of things, but she saw uh, the, a statue of the Blessed Mother begin to shed tears. This began a series of apparitions to her where she got messages that were uh, she was given to the, the bishop who oversaw her community. 
But on October 13th, there's our 13 again, 1973, she was given a message, and at the beginning of the message, now, the nun didn't know the third secret of Fatima when she heard this. She said, as I told you, if men don't repent and better themselves, the Father will inflict a terrible punishment on humanity. It will be greater than the deluge, such as one nobody has seen before. Fire will fall from the sky and wipe out a great part of humanity. Sparing neither uh, the good nor the bad, sparing neither priest nor the faithful. Now, what's interesting, uh, the message goes on, but I want to get to the the part that the work of the devil will infiltrate even into the church in such a way that one will see cardinals opposing cardinals, bishops against bishops. The priests who venerate me will be scorned and opposed by their confreres, churches and altars sacked. The church will be full of those who accept compromises, and a demon will press many priests and consecrated souls to leave the service of the Lord. Hmm. Now, that's the part that, if even if people say that we didn't get the whole third secret, it seems that she got the rest of the third secret there in Japan, but more importantly, at least to the theme I'm hearing tonight, on October 13th, another 13 tying into all of this. And certainly, of the discussions that you've had, uh, over the past months, I would say, or even back into last year, it's obvious to everybody, even those who aren't Catholic, that we're seeing a time when cardinals oppose cardinals, bishops oppose p- bishops, and priests oppose priests. Yeah, imagine that you heard about the backbiting in the, in, the, in the conclave. They were saying that they had to have special security and all kinds of things because of the fighting that was going on. And then to have this pope come from out of nowhere, especially this Argentine cardinal, which no one had ever seen on the radar. They didn't think that he, I mean, he was a runner-up uh, in 2005, but they didn't see him coming on the radar. They thought they would have other people involved, like Peter Turkson and other people like uh, uh, from America and other places. But it didn't happen. It happened where now the faithful are growing, and that is in the Americas, the South Americas. And, 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 uh, and this is, uh, I think, the reason why they chose him. But there are some things they're going to have to look back on. There may be, as I say, a schism or at least an infighting because of the scandals that he brings with him. And that uh, apparently Jose wanted to ignore, but that's another story. John, I appreciate the call. There is one more thing about the black pope I'd like to bring up. Having gone to Jesuit schools, the black pope referring among Jesuits generally refers to their superior general. Exactly, and that's what I wanted to try and convey, but you conveyed it better, John. Thank you so much for the call. We'll be back with more with Betsy Lewis. Keep it here on Ground Zero. FM News 101 KXL. Some of the scenes you will witness may appear to border on fantasy. Stand by. You have five seconds. Five. Information is free. Four. Three. There is hope. One. The loudspeaker spoke up and said, The loudspeaker spoke up and said, Give up. 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 Give up.
is ground zero. The number is call tonight, 888-673-3700. That's 888-673-3700. Not a lot of people wondering about Petrus Romanus, whether or not Pope Francis is Petrus Romanus. Well, you know, all of them are successors to St. Peter, meaning that they are Petrus. I know that uh, Francis uh, himself, even though they say he's Argentine, he actually comes from Italian parents. His history is rich in being a humble pope, I rem- a humble cardinal, rather. I mean, he used to travel the, the, the soup days of Argentina and the colectivos. He never really took any, you know, expensive transportation. He spoke to the homeless a lot, and he worked with them. But see, a lot of people, though, are curious as about what exactly went on during the Dirty War and uh, whether or not, you know, he was looking away or whether or not he was complicit in the war crimes in Argentina which include the abduction and murder of two Jesuit priests. And, uh, and I'm telling you, it is only said that, that human rights and also other r- journalists were saying that perhaps he didn't have clean hands in the whole affair. And it's still a controversy that still haunts him today. And this is something that you cannot ignore when you elect a pope. Not only that, but tonight we also look at the synchronicities and the strange numerology of what it's all about with Betsy Lewis, my guest tonight on Ground Zero, and she's thoroughly given us some food for thought with regards to the prophecies of Fatima, the numbers that are involved, aliens, angels, and prophecy. Speaking of which, now let's let's talk a little bit about uh, this whole idea of you know the the exo cathedral, if you will. Um, Betsy, you know full well that there seems to be this controversy now that the church is seeking the heavens for something or some second incarnation or perhaps even an alien or an extraterrestrial uh, something coming. What do you know of that, and, and how do you feel about the church's stand on extraterrestrials now? Well, you know, they've made some strange remarks uh, not too many years ago. Uh, on May thirteenth, two 2008, the Pope's chief astronomer, Father Gabriel, uh, I guess it's pronounced Funes or F-U-N-E-S, that that intelligent beings created by God could exist in outer space. And then he went on to say that the search for forms of extraterrestrial life does not challenge the belief in God. So (laughs) now there's that date, May 13th. (laughs) Do you think that that's going to be significant if maybe we have uh, other sort of invasions or perhaps appearances of UFOs? I mean, are there any other times in history where that 13 number has come up with regards to sightings of unusual things in the sky? Oh, yes. Oh, yes, <laughs> Clyde. It's so strange, and I think this is all tied in. On March 13, 1997, there was the event called the Phoenix Lights over Phoenix, Arizona, where thousands of people witnessed on a clear evening a parade of low-flying, mile-wide, V-shaped formation orbs in a craft uh, so big that it just glided overhead silently. And people were outside looking for the comet Hale-Bopp. It was in the sky during that time. So I think it was selected on purpose. And what's really strange is <clears throat> this event was hailed as the largest mass UFO sighting in modern times. But witnesses claimed that they had this feeling of, of positive uh, 
and clarity of thought and concentration and just a dramatic sense of love and connectedness to family and world. And I know that the military said it was flares they dropped, which they did that night, but I don't think you can get that feeling from flares. And what's interesting is the Phoenix, um, the city of Phoenix, Arizona, was named after the legendary mythical bird that supposedly lived 500 to 1,000 years. It goes back into uh, Egypt, uh, Chinese uh, mythology. American Indians have the Thunderbird, the Phoenicians, and this bird is about death and rebirth and about it, the sun. It's linked to the sun. Well, isn't, so, isn't it what Pope, uh, Pope Francis says, that he is here to rebuild what was destroyed or the rebirth of I, the church? Right. Which is kind right. of a good parallel as well. And, that, and, and then, of course, we have the comparisons. But, see, it's interesting that you bring up the Phoenix Lights that happened on, on this date back in uh, 1997 because not only that, but Hale-Bopp Comet, we have Comet Pan-Stars now in the skies <laughs> that people are seeing, which is a weird comparison here. Pan-Stars, Mother Teresa died in 97. Uh, another Catholic, uh, uh, you know, uh, I guess you could say... Uh, a person of, of uh, religious renown. Princess Diana died in 1997, so we right. saw a royalty die, uh, a royalty, a royal figure dying, and also another, uh, another figure, a religious figure dying. And then, of course, we know that the Phoenix Lights, or the idea of this, whatever it was in the sky on March 13, 1997, was kind of a religious symbol for the 39 who committed suicide at Rancho Santa Fe with right. the Heaven's Gate cult, which... It, you know, this is where I, I, I say to myself, was there any other connection? I mean, I mean, the Fatima event, it, it happened on the 13th. We have this event that was kind of like a religious experience for some people, even created a, a reason for suicide for others. I mean, is there any other connections to that event, uh, the Fatima events or anything like you that? You know, there is. Um, you know, another thing I think is connected, another date is August 13th, 2001, which was one of the largest U.K. crop circle formations ever recorded on that day. And what amazed researchers about this crop circle was the 409 individual circles formed in a spiral pattern. And, of course, 409 equals 13. And it was on August 13, 2001. And they say the sheer size and complexity of this formation was just staggering. It is estimated that hoaxers would have had to make circles every 30 seconds during the night time hours to create it so it, it was impossible so it goes back to that as above so below and the church knows of this that's why they use the the telescope lucifer to look into the sky right. they want to know what's out there and what's really interesting too is when you take into consideration that this is the year of the snake and that the 13th house of the zodiac is of course the ophiuchus snake snake handler or the serpent handler it adds new meaning to what is really going on. They're looking in the heavens for something to come down. And snake, of course, is a symbol of knowledge, the Promethean uh, ideal, the idea that something is here to give us a message. What is that message is anyone's guess. I want to go to a caller right now. Let's go to Madonna in Florida calling from WFLA 970 AM. You're on Ground Zero. Hi, Clyde. Hi, Betsy. Hi, Madonna. I've called up... Um couple of different things. First one, here's a meme for you. The Jesuits were founded 472 years ago. Add that up. Oh, my gosh, it does. Yes, there you go. Whoa. And when I was talking with your producer tonight, um, Rule 13 of Ignatius Rules for Thinking with 
the church. Ignatius of Loyola, one of the founders of the Jesuits, or the founder of the Jesuits, and I quote from Rules for Thinking with the Church, that we may be altogether of the same mind and in conformity. If the church shall have defined anything to be black, which to our eyes appears to be white, we ought in like manner to pronounce it to be black. Okay, Clyde, there's your black pope. <laughs> so they just want to be antagonists is all they say. Is that, you know, if we see something white, we'll just call it black because we just want to get people thinking. Well, we, no, no, no. I mean, no? They're, they're agreeing with the pope that if they say it's black, we're going to agree with the pope it's black in conformity with the church, just to stay in there. But remember I had said to you earlier in the day on Facebook about you're reaching to be the black pope. Well, I give you the black pope now. Well I, well, I don't know. Am I reaching or am I not reaching? That's the whole thing. Is that it's well, like, no. I mean, as um, one of your callers earlier brought up, the fact that the Jesuits have always been called um, the black pope because they wore the black cassock in Rome as mm-hmm. compared to the white cassock, which the pope wore. But they didn't wear them in the times of Malachi. That's interesting, isn't it? They didn't wear the black cassocks back then, did they? I don't think they, they did. That I can't say yay or nay to. Maybe after the 13th century they did. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a weird night. It's a weird night. Madonna, thank you so much for calling in today. One more question. You what? And one of the things that hasn't been brought up. What? Um, do you think that the church knew what they were doing when they elected um, Pope Francis? I don't know. Being I... a Jesuit and, and all the things that have gone on and... and you know, being... Well, I have a question for you quick before we run out of music. Is he Petrus Romatus, in your opinion, Madonna? Quickly. No. Okay. Thank you for the call. I don't think he's the last pope. All right. Thank you so much for the call. Take care. We'll be back with more. Betsy Lewis with us on Ground Zero. Such a fascinating show, blowing everybody's minds, including my own. We'll be back with more. Don't go away. Keep it here on Ground Zero. This is Ground Zero on FM News 101. This is not a test. It is the future. Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis. Betsy Lewis is my guest tonight on Ground Zero. BetsyLewis.com. That's BetsyLewis.com. If you're looking for some books, some interesting reading, she's there for you. She's an intuitive and an author. Great to have her on the program. A lot of strange synchronicities tonight. We go now to Adam in South Carolina listening on WRD 106.3 FM. You're on Ground Zero. Go ahead. Hey, Clyde. Yeah, go ahead. You're on the air. Good. Am I? Okay. Huge fan. Huge fan. Yeah, I was watching the day with uh, the Pope and all that. And I did the uh, Evelyn, uh, not Evelyn Paulina, but the Glenn McKenna's thing. And I took the day's date and, you know, added all the numbers up and it come out to 13. Right. And then I took uh, his birthday and then I added them all up and it come out to 30. And I rounded out to the lowest common denominator and it come out to 3, which is 13, 313 today, you know, the day he got elected. 
Attention all Ground Zero radio fans. GroundZeroMerch.com is your one-stop shop for all things Ground Zero. Oh, wow. Show off your style with our exclusive collection of T-shirts and hoodies. They're not just comfortable, they're conversation starters. Need to keep hydrated during those long listen sessions. Get your hands on our durable water bottles. And now introducing our latest additions, a hand-picked selection of intriguing books that will keep your mind buzzing. GroundZeroMerch.com. Support Ground Zero and everything we do. So it all comes together in some strange synchronicity for you, Adam. That's what I thought. You know, I told my mother, I said, this has to do with something, you know, with numerology, you know, and things like that. Because the, all the years I've been listening, you know, to Coast to Coast, and then I finally got hooked up with y'all, and then I thought it, you know, some type of synchronicity. Well, it is synchronicity. I appreciate you calling and giving us that. That's amazing. Thanks for calling in tonight, Adam. All right. Bye. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Yes, Bye. yes. Yes, Betsy, um, go ahead. I actually did an astrology chart on him today, and what I put in, I, I don't know what time he was born, so I just put in 7 a.m. in the morning, which, you know, a lot of babies are born around that time. But it's interesting, um, his son is 25 degrees Sagittarius. Now, if he was born around that time in the morning, his rising sign would be 13 degrees Capricorn. <laughs> and I thought, well, how did I do that? You know, I don't know if that, you know, I'd like to know if he was born at that time, but he would be certainly um, involved. Um, he has like four planets, if that's true, in the 12th house which is the part of dreams, illusions, disillusions, service, sacrifice to others, and mysticism. So I thought that was kind of interesting, and, and I hope somebody will find out uh, what time he was born. He should have called himself Pius the 13th. That's, uh, that's what I heard. <laughs> I heard that that was going to be the case, and they said, well, he can't really? call himself Peter the Second because that would make him Peter the Roman the Second. Not very many <laughs> popes take the name Peter because they're all Peter, really. They're all Petrus. So they said, well, who would it be? It'd be well, it'd be, it'd be Pius XIII. In fact, I was reading a, a paper today that said out of all the Piuses and Benedicts, he chose Francis. Why? They were thinking he was going to call himself Pius XIII, and he didn't do it. So maybe he knew that too many 13s surround him, and he didn't want to be a part of that. Let's go to Deborah in Florida listening on WFLA 970 AM. You're on Ground Zero. For what it's worth, I was hoping he'd call himself Pius, too, but... Um... Real quick, before I get to my point, um, that Japanese apparition that a previous caller had mentioned, uh -huh. that was Mr. Agnes Sasagawa of Akita, Japan. Okay. Very North Japan. But anyway, a previous caller's uh, previous call that didn't go so well, um, he had brought up uh, Pius Twelfth. Yeah, and I wanted to know why, what was going on with Pius Twelfth, and he wouldn't answer my questions, so I hung up on him because he was so busy trying to say that I have called the Pope a murderer and I called uh, Pope uh, Benedict a Nazi when I said he was an unenthusiastic Nazi and that he has a murderous scandal in his background, the new Pope does. Exactly, yes. I think I know what he was getting at because that was the point of my call. Uh, Pius Twelfth has been reviled for decades for being quote-unquote complicit with the Nazis because he didn't speak out. When in reality, what was going on was he had saved the lives of hundreds, maybe thousands of Jews that he had housed and you know, smuggled out of the country. Well, they say the now, same thing about uh, they say the same thing about him with the, with the, what happened in Argentina as well. They said that he also did some very good things as well. But there are a lot of people who are still angry at the fact that 
the church did nothing during the dirty war and just sat idly by and allowed people to die and disappear. Yeah, well, you know, it kind of, at least in my mind, it echoes um, Pius XII because I think it was a few years ago there was talk, and I have no idea what the current status is of um, nominating, well, nom- I don't know if that's the right word, nominating him for sainthood. And there, there were a lot of protests because of his silence during World War II. Now, I don't know what was going on in Argentina during those years. Um, I was just out of high school. I have no idea. Um, you know, it's, he was just elected pope, and, you know, this is out. Time will tell, but I will say one thing. If the, you know, whatever the truth is, if there was something else going on beyond what was, what has been reported and what people think, he is not the one who is going to tell us. It will have to be someone who was there at the time or an insider who has inside knowledge. Well, now we know, Deborah, why he didn't call himself Pius the 13th. There would be too many comparisons to Pius the, the 12th, wouldn't there? Uh, <laughs> and you just made those comparisons, and you cleared up everything that I wished Jose would have cleared up. But he was too much of a big mouth to not let let me get the question in, so that I could find out for sure, so that I could be educated. He instead went on the Facebook page and called me a KKK bigot. I look at him and I say, uh, "No, I wish you would carry on a conversation and not think you run a radio program when it's my radio program." Deborah, you're brilliant. Thank you for calling this program. Thanks, honey. I love your show. God bless. God bless you too. Take care. And, uh, and so that's interesting. That's probably why he didn't go by Pius the Thirteenth, because they would have made the comparison to Pius the Twelfth because of what happened in the Dirty War. Same thing that happened with him and the Jews. Perhaps who knows? We, I guess, it's all between him and God now, isn't it? That's right. And so, Absolutely. and I, you know, and I know right now that they're bringing up this very topic about his background on CNN. So I'm sure that it didn't get past people to all of a sudden bring up the Dirty War in Argentina. But one thing we need to focus on, if we're talking about uh, if we're talking about comparisons, we're talking about uh, all kinds of other synchronicities. That dirty war in Argentina is almost the same war that we're having amongst ourselves here in the United States. Uh, they had the same problems with the inflation. They had the same problems with the militarized police force, the police state. They had the same problems with a uh, government that they didn't like or that many people wanted to overthrow. And here we are now in that same position as what was going on during the dirty war in Argentina. So who knows what may happen there? And uh, it, it's just a strange time to be alive and a lot of strange coincidences tonight with Betsy Lewis, my guest tonight on Ground Zero. If you would like to call in, please do, 888 That's 888 and we'll be back.
more with Clyde Lewis and Ground Zero on FM News 101. Ground Zero, 888-673-3700. That's 888-673-3700. Tonight, Betsy Lewis is with us. So glad to have her on the program. She's turned our minds around to all kinds of synchronicities and strangeness. Her new book, Angels, Aliens, and Prophecy, The Connection, and she makes a lot of great connections. You can go to BetsyLewis.com. That's BetsyLewis.com. So... I, uh, I'm marveling at all the strange coincidences here. I have a question for you. I have been really fascinated lately by the idea of what are known as shadow brotherhoods or perhaps the dark threads that somehow create this conflict of forces of light and dark. Is this part of uh, angels and demons? Is it aliens and others? Or is it like the archons and the eons of the Gnostics? What are we looking at with this type of conflict? And is the reason why we have a pope like Francis is because the church is declaring war on evil and they're having a strong arm now, or they have to have a strong arm because of the attacks against them? You know, I, I think the church has been involved with a lot of dark things for many centuries, and I think there's occult things that have been going on, and I, I know I hate to say that, I really do, but I do believe that there is, and I think many of our leaders around the world are involved in dark things. They, you know, they're not the people that they portray to be you know they're they're wolves in sheep's clothing they really are and uh, we've been deceived we've been lied to about so many things about the ets and so many things that are going on right now i think they know what's going on you know with our earth and all the things that are going on with all the bunkers that are being built under ground bunkers they know yeah they're preparing with those bunkers down there they they're, are. they're in the ozarks and several other places around the world and they're all they also built one under the White House recently, and they were actually yeah. covering it up. So, yeah, they're preparing for right. something. Who knows they what? They know. 
Let's go to uh, Tyler in Pennsylvania. Hi, Tyler. You're on Ground Zero with Betsy Lewis. Go ahead. Hi, Clyde. Um, my name is Tyler, obviously. Hi, Betsy. It's nice to meet uh, you guys finally. Um, uh, Clyde, I just uh, called in. I started listening to your show around, um, I don't know, four months ago. I actually had a Christian radio station on. I got tired of it, turned it over to the AM, and I found you, and I was stuck around with you since. So I, appreciate I really that. enjoy your uh, radio program. Thank you. Um, the reason I'm calling tonight, though, is um, uh statement first, and then I'll get to my question. I don't want to babble. Um, statement is, I think, you know, in this uh, in this time of change, you know, I'm 22 years old, I live here in PA. Um, I think we're all looking for answers, and we're all really afraid um, of our current current economic state and how everything seems to just be crumbling around us. And I think we use these times of change to point the finger. And a lot of people will say, okay, well, this is what's going to happen. You see the signs. They're all falling into place. And I think um, for me, you know, I'm a spiritual guy. I wouldn't say I'm religious because it leaves too much room for hypocrisy. But I would say that I think we need to be careful um, that we don't look too deep into the things that are happening and then create more problems than there already are. Um, Now, my question for you is... um, I'm a little bit of a conspiracy buff. I'm uh, aware of the, uh, I believe it's the Kecksburg incident. I hope I'm pronouncing that. Yeah, Kecksburg, yes, that's in your neck of the woods, so go ahead. <laughs> Occurred here in uh, PA, but my question is this. Um, with the uh, current um, state of the economy and all the religious things going on right now and all the different things happening in the skies, um, I'm going to kind of backtrack and you know, cancel out what I just said, but do you think that there is something deeper going on, and this question is for Betsy as well, Uh, religiously and politically speaking, do you think that there is something else behind the scenes that is playing its hand finally and um, starting to reveal itself, such as all the uh, UFO sightings that have been happening, you know, its whole debacle with the Pope and mm-hmm. whatnot. Let's, have, let's get Betsy to ask the question, uh, answer the question. Go ahead, Betsy. Sure. Um, you know, I do think that there is a spiritual war going on uh, between beams of light and the dark side, and I think that um, it's playing out right now. Everything is escalating. We're going into some tough times right now. <laughs> the economy, the earth, the earth is going to go through some big changes. I think there's a solar event coming, and I think eventually uh, things are going to work out where we're going to have a new earth, like the phoenix rising. You know, it's um, there's going to be that symbolic sense of death and rebirth, and uh, I think eventually things will be beautiful again. But, you know, our Earth just can't survive the way it's going. I mean, we're destroying our Earth. It's dying. (laughs) We have to look at it. There's 7 billion people on this planet, and it can't survive the way we keep going. Do you remember, Betsy, do you remember the end ceremony at the Olympic Games in England? Oh, right, right. And and how a phoenix came down, and while it was coming down, it says, we too can rule the world. I thought that was kind of interesting. That it was kind yes, of a, isn't that interesting? <clears throat> it's a signal of something has to die and something has to be reborn. The fiery phoenix rises again, and, uh, of course, 
today's the the anniversary of the Phoenix Lights uh, and the UFO sighting over Phoenix. Amazing stuff. Right. Hey, Tyler, thank you for your call. Thank you so much. Thank you, Tyler. You bet. Happening. You bet. Thanks, guys. You, you bet. Let's go to Gerald in Portland. Hi, Gerald. You're on Ground Zero. Hi. How you doing? Good. Go ahead. You're on Ground Zero. Go ahead. Let me uh, turn off my Bluetooth and get my phone on. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. I was uh, thinking uh, this new pope we got here. You said he was interim pope for uh, for 13 days or so. Uh, no, when, uh, Tarsicio, Tarsicio Bertone was the deputy pope, acting pope, when uh, Benedict stepped down. So, uh, as it says in the Bible, he, he was, he isn't, and he will be. Attention all Ground Zero radio fans. GroundZeroMerch.com is your one-stop shop for all things Ground Zero. Oh, wow. Show off your style with our exclusive collection of T-shirts and hoodies. They're not just comfortable, they're conversation starters. Need to keep hydrated during those long listen sessions? Get your hands on our durable water bottles. And now introducing our latest additions, a hand-picked selection of intriguing books that will keep your mind buzzing. GroundZeroMerch.com. Support Ground Zero and everything we do. Okay, and what does that mean? He was Pope temporarily. He isn't, but he will be. Now that could be said as as for uh, you know him being the Pope or uh, him being Italian. He was born of Italian descent, uh, is not, and then is again because he's back in Rome. Interesting. A couple, well, a and then of course more, he was the he was the acting Pope at the time of John Paul II's assassination on May thirteenth. Um, and so that that could also, I mean, he became pope. He was also runner-up pope for uh, uh, when Benedict when Benedict became pope. He was the runner-up pope as well. So you know, he was there. He was getting a good fight. And now here he is. He's Pope Francis, and he's our first Jesuit pope. Yeah. So there you have it. I I'm not saying, I'm not saying he is that, he is the guy, but uh, there's there's a reason why uh, you know if you believe the Bible, there's a reason why uh, when all the all the people of the world were getting together in Babylon to build a uh, staircase, I say, you know, whatever, to the sky. God changed their names, changed their languages, mm-hmm. and they all spread out. And everybody's trying to bring it all back together. That yeah. is not good. Interesting. And everybody's talking about a world order. Interesting, interesting. I appreciate the call, Gerald. Thank you for calling, buddy. Let's go now to Sean in Texas. Sean, hi. You're on with Betsy Lewis. Go ahead. Hey, Clyde, Betsy, thanks so much. What an exciting hi. Day. I got a question for you, Betsy. What do you think? Uh, what do you think from the future, uh, as far as the connection to uh, extraterrestrials and the Church or the Vatican in general? Well, I think they know about uh, ETs, and they've known it forever. Um, and I think our governments know about ETs too. I think we have many ETs visiting us right now. But it's interesting that, um, you know, I was thinking about the Phoenix again, that so many ET contactees and abductees have been shown a giant Phoenix bird when the aliens abduct them. It's like a holographic image. So why do they keep showing us that? And, you know, I know right now all over the world there's been a lot of sightings everywhere. It's kind of interesting before the March 11th Japanese earthquake and tsunami, there were just massive UFOs all over the place. And I think they've been warning us about events coming. I really do. I think, doesn't the symbol on the, on the Iranian flag also show what looks like a bird, a phoenix bird, or actually it's, a, it's their version of the phoenix on that flag? Right. right. Yeah, they, they have what looks like a bird or a 
I can't remember, or a dragon-looking type thing on the Iranian flag. And that, too, represents, and I can't remember the name of the bird, but it's the same name they give their missile, that they're using their nuclear missile, they give it the name. And it's supposed to be the bird that uh, rains fire upon the earth, and it's done so like four or five times or something. I, I don't know what it was called. I'd have to look back. But, yeah, if, I'm looking at the flag right now, as a matter of fact. If you take a look at the Iranian flag, you will see that it is actually a winged, or it's a representation. It looks like, actually, a winged bird or, or a phoenix bird. And it's a representation of a bird that uh, is supposed to represent the rise and fall and the rise and fall or at least a, a resurrection or a renewal type of creature. So there you go. It, it's a nice symbol, and it's right there on the Iranian flag as well. Yeah. But Sean, nice Sean, thank you so much for the call. Have a good night. You too. Bye-bye. Betsy thank Lewis, you, my so. guest tonight on Ground Zero. We're going to keep her here for a little while longer. We're going to come back and then uh, take some more questions. BetsyLewis.com. BetsyLewis.com. Check it out. We'll be back with more. Keep it here on Ground Zero. FM News 101 KXL. This is Ground Zero on FM News 101. is not a test. It is the future. Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis. Betsy Lewis is with us tonight on Ground Zero. We go down to Jim in Idaho. We'll see you on KQNT, 590 AM. You're on Ground Zero. Go ahead. Is this me, uh, Clyde? That's you. Go ahead. Oh, okay. This is Jim in Coeur d'Alene, yeah. Uh, one thing that's being overlooked here about this Pope, he hasn't picked out his, uh, mo- uh, his motto for his uh, coat of arms or his heraldry. Hmm. Like uh, the last one was Glory the Olives. Yeah. John Paul II was Labore de Solis. Yes. Totus too, And this one here, uh, for example, he could pick like Fisher, Fishers of Men, which is what Jesus renamed Peter. Said you'll be a Fisher of Men from now on. Right. And the Jesuits are pretty much a, a missionary uh, evangeling uh, order. Right. So that, that's a very salient point that hasn't been brought out yet. Well, it's a very good point, and we'll be looking at the coat of arms to see if there's anything to that and if we can link it at all to the prophecy. But as I said before, I mean, people who made the predictions of who the Pope might be, those who even made predictions of uh, several names would be considered for Petrus Romanus, including Peter Turkson, and, of course, uh, Bertone, who was the acting Pope in the interim for 13 days until they brought in the new Pope. Uh, he was the deputy Pope, actually. Uh, who was actually the, the pope that was running the church at the time. I mean, he was uh, fitting all the criteria for Petrus Romanus, but then, of course, now he's not the pope, and now we have Francis as the pope. We'll see what happens with that. But, Jim, that's a very good point. I appreciate the well, call. And another yeah. thing, you got to remember John Paul I, uh, his tenure was only 33 days, and, and, he, and uh, um, he, he was out of the picture. So, God forbid, this one here could have a very short tenure, too. Yeah, that's what it feels like. I'm wondering if uh, this is not... I'm just hoping it's not a mistake because I know a lot of other people are bringing up the whole thing in Argentina as well. I'm not the only one. And so, in fact, I've been seeing it on CNN kind of float by. We don't know if anybody's going to jump on the story. But, you know, once again, as we heard before, that's the reason why he probably didn't name himself Pope Pius XIII because of the comparisons of Pope Pius XII during World War II. So it's an interesting time. Yeah, it struck me very odd when they announced uh, Francis I. I just thought 
Something ain't right. Yeah, it doesn't feel right, does it? No, it don't. All right, Jim, thank you for the call. You got it. You bet, bet. Let's go to Paul in Florida. Paul, hi, you're on ground, sir, with Betsy Lewis. Go ahead. Hey, Clyde. Uh, I just wanted to point out uh, important, uh, I think, interesting piece of information uh, since we're talking about numbers and all that. Um, the other day I was doing some research into uh, the occult uh, calendar and their holidays and all that stuff. Uh, I, I read that uh, the number 13 apparently is a very sacred number to uh, the, uh, you know, the occult. And, uh, you know, it just seemed, uh, you know, kind of uh, coincidental that uh, today's uh, the 13th. And, uh, and also they seem to celebrate a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, different things in the month of March, uh, you know, with human sacrifices and all that. And also in May, May is their, one of their most sacred uh, months. Uh, so I thought, uh, you know, when, when you guys mentioned earlier in the show something about uh, an earlier pope and, and the May 13th date also uh, sounded uh, kind of interesting to me how everything, you know, somehow links together. Yeah, it's interesting. Betsy, isn't it interesting how March and April seem to be the bloodiest months? Do we have any idea why? Um, who knows? No, I don't know why, but it's interesting, yeah. Um the Ides of March. I don't know. It's it's kind of interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, you got the Passover. You got, uh, you know, you've got uh, Easter. Of course, you've got uh, the death of Christ, where mm-hmm. there was it was a bloody time for Christ. You have a, a number of other events that have happened in right. time where uh, there have been uh, massive deaths. Of what, what, once again, uh, we got uh, the 39 that died at Rancho Santa Fe with the Heaven's Gate cult that happened in March. Uh, you know, we've had a number of. Uh, other times where there have been uh, deaths taking place, like Columbine happened in April, and uh, you know all these uh, different types of events that go down, usually in the springtime, and they say for some reason uh, the time of Aries is very unforgiving. You know, Clyde, another thing, the Sandy Hook shootings took place on 12-14-2012. It equals a 13. Really? I wasn't yes. even thinking oh, about yeah. that. Yeah, oh. that's right. Uh, I've heard that before, yeah. Wow. That and, and a couple other things, yeah. It's a number. Yeah, research that, uh, you'll, I'm sure you'll find uh, a lot of different events that happen. And also, if you research uh, into uh, the occult uh, holidays and all that, you, you'll see a lot of 13s and a lot of those. That's interesting. Paul, thank you for your call. That's great stuff. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you for the show. You bet. Bye-bye. So, Betsy, you know, what, uh, what can you tell us about your website? What can you tell us about future events? Uh, I know you're intuitive. Give us a little bit of a round roundup before we close the show with you tonight. I think we're in for quite a ride this year. It's it's going to be pretty bumpy for all of us, and especially with Earth changes. I think we've got some big events coming up. I, I see something in Indonesia again, something, you know, mega earthquake. And I think we've got a solar event. I know that NASA has been predicting this is the big year, but the sun has been really strangely quiet right now. So is it the quiet be the for the storm and have these ETs been trying to tell us there's a solar event coming? I kind of think so. <laughs> I really do. And I, I think that we're just going to see a lot of things going on with the family of dark out there and what their plans are. It, you know, you've already seen some of these strange things going on. And I know you've talked about it, Clyde, on your show. I've listened to it. <laughs> so, you know, there's just a lot of things that are escalating right now. And we're going to see more things, more of our, our rights being taken away from us, our constitutional rights. Yeah, and, it's, it's you know, unfortunate, but we, we need to fight and... Uh... I guess the meme of the year is fire, and I think we'd somehow got to find the fire within us all to fight fire with fire, even if it is spiritual warfare. Perhaps we need to look into ourselves and 
Of course, people like you, Betsy, make it all worthwhile, and we can do it by going to your website at uh, BetsyLewis.com. It's a great blog. I've been there. Thank you so much thank for you. being on the program tonight, and thank you so much for thank being you, out Clyde. there. We'll call on you again sometime. I really enjoyed the time. Oh, me too. Thank you so much, Clyde, and great last name. <laughs> thank you so much. Have a great <laughs> night. Take care. Okay, you too. Right, bye-bye. bye-bye. We, we've got more to come from Ground Zero, so be sure and stick around. We'll be right back. FM News 101 KXL. Hello. You are about to experience Ground Zero, an on-speaker experience. And this is Ground Zero. The numbers to call tonight, 888-673-3700. That's 888-673-3700. Got a lot of emails of people who want to get in to talk tonight but can't. And you can call. We have some lines open, a few, I guess. Uh, But in the meantime, I had someone write me and say that the Jesuits... uh, were the ones who created the Skull and Bone Society, 322. Um, I uh, interested uh, in that as to whether or not that's true. But if you go back to the prophecy of St. Malachi, it basically says, in the final persecution of the Holy Roman Church, there will be a, a Peter the Roman who will feed his flock uh, amid many tribulations, after which the seven-hilled city will be destroyed and the dreadful judge will judge the people. Attention all Ground Zero radio fans. GroundZeroMerch.com is your one-stop shop for all things Ground Zero. Oh, wow. Show off your style with our exclusive collection of T-shirts and hoodies. They're not just comfortable, they're conversation starters. Need to keep hydrated during those long listen sessions? Get your hands on our durable water bottles. And now introducing our latest additions, a hand-picked selection of intriguing books that will keep your mind buzzing. GroundZeroMerch.com. Support Ground Zero and everything we do. Uh, we know that Jorge Mario Bergoglio, Pope Francis, is of an Italian bloodline. It is named after St. Francis of Assisi. St. Francis of Assisi, original name was Francesco di Pietro de Berdandone. Now, adding to this, uh, Pope Francis is also a Jesuit, uh, and many people consider the Jesuits you know, the strong arm of Catholicism. They consider themselves the army of Catholicism. Some, who are not Catholic, uh, look at them as the satanic arm of the church. I report this only for reporting. Don't come after me and say I'm anti-Catholic. I swear to God, every time I do anything where I say that people say that they are the satanic block, the Luciferian block, the illuminated block, whatever, 
It's all because of that's what they're called. They're called numerous things. But you take a look at how all prophecies, including Malachi prophecy, we don't want to stretch too much. And as I said before in the beginning of this program, I think that when I saw this, when I was watching the Pope walk out of the Sistine Chapel, I thought, who is this guy? And I remembered and I knew, I noticed him, I recognized the face from Argentina. Now, I said in the beginning of this program that Tom Horn, the guy who wrote with Chris Putnam, Petrus Romana, said that he, that Francis does nail the prophecy. Uh, he says here, uh, Jorge Mario Bergoglio is Italian, Roman, and a Jesuit. This is a very important aspect of the prediction in our book because he said the name Petrus Romanus from the prophecy implies this pope will reaffirm the authority of the Roman pontiff over the church and will emphasize the supremacy of the Roman Catholic faith and the Roman Catholic Church above all of the religious denominations and its authority over all Christians and all peoples of the world. Concerning the Jesuits, their order was organized to stop Protestantism from spreading and to preserve communion with Rome and the successor to Peter or Petrus. So, he is the 266th, uh, 266th pontiff of the Roman Catholic Church. Today, the 13s came, <laughs> just came in droves, as it happened on the 13th today, uh, on March 13th, uh, 2013. It, it's just bizarre the way this all comes down, and we wonder about just exactly how or, or, or what this indicates about the prophecy of Malachi, if there's no connection or any connection at all. We just know that a lot of these types of prophecies all come about, and we all hear about stars burning in the skies, winds howling. We hear about comets. We hear about meteors. Today, of course, in Cape Town, South Africa, they had an incident that happened just like it happened in Russia, an exploding rock coming down from space. We have comet pan stars, and, and this, is, this is all coming together pretty weird. I mean, this is like something that uh, is out of an extraterrestrial movie, where uh, the church is alarmed, where we start seeing uh, the movements of the chess pieces. And we did discuss with Betsy Lewis tonight on the program the idea of the possibility of these beings that I've been talking about, these uh, what they call the, the exalted ones, the, the brotherhood of shadows or the brotherhood of light, perhaps, are what are actually communicating with our leaders today. And that this may be the case, that there are people in the background that are actually puppeteers for the puppets, and they're only put in line because either, A, they're using prophecy as a blueprint, or they've decided that they want to avoid prophecy or put on hold for fear of uh, panicking the church or panicking the world. I looked at uh, uh, Francis today and thought to myself, why? And a lot of other people, too, if you see all of the, the commentary, many people who put their bets on certain popes or certain cardinals to become pope never saw it happen, in fact, top 20 contenders, a lot of people said that, well, who is, who is this guy? Uh, who is this Argentine guy? Why he? Well, now we're beginning to see the picture, right? They want somebody to come in and rebuild what they thought was destroyed. They want somebody to come in and take the legacy of the church and hopefully rebuild what seems to be a broken and scandalous church. However, they do have a scandal with this pope, and that is his, uh, his uh, so-called complicitness. Uh, in the dirty war in Argentina, where the church did not, at the time, protect the people of Argentina as much as they could have, and many people were killed or were disappeared because of a government run amok. So, um, you know, today would have been the day that the Pope would have been named either Peter II, which was improbable, or Pius XIII. However, I was point it was pointed out to me that they didn't want to make a comparison to Pius XII, 
who, of course, once again was told that he was complicit in all of the people who were killed during World War II, including many of the Jews. So there's a lot of strange parallels going on, a lot of curious, uh, you know, a lot of curiosity with regard to why the church is making the moves that it has, why on earth does the church have any interest in space whatsoever, and there's also a debate going on right now with scientists over the creationism factor, whether or not mankind was created by God or created by uh, some sort of force from space. And we'll get into that probably later on this week because of the fact that it's the big debate now, because of something that was found, some strange artifact that was found that shows that perhaps there is life out in space, that it does hitch rides on comets and meteors, and that these comets and meteors seed life. This may be a secret that could be revealed later on with the church, later on with the hierarchies of the world, and we may learn the origins of mankind based on science, based on the idea of evolutionary, uh, some sort of evolutionary change, or perhaps an intelligent design that we were unaware of. So, a lot of things going on, a lot of great things to talk about tonight on Ground Zero. 888-673-3700. That's 888-673-3700. We go to Gino in New York on WOR, 710 AM. You're on Ground Zero. Go ahead. Hello, Mr. Lewis. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? You remember me from uh, last week, don't you? I sure do. I figured you'd like to take a second crack at me. <laughs> no, you can, take, you, can take a crack at, you, can, you can take a crack at me, I guess. It's, no, it's, it's the I same. I wouldn't do that to you. You wouldn't you do that to show. me? You no, come on. You know, you, we're we're going to have a nice little discussion. Yeah, you made a name for yourself, Gino. You're a celebrity on my show now, so I've got to take the call. You know what I'm saying? We, we can actually have some common ground. What's that? Tell me. Okay. I, I can buy the theory that there is intelligent life in the universe because of all the billions of stars and the millions of galaxies, what I can't buy mm. are the Looney Tunes who believe that we've been visited by illegal aliens from outer space going <laughs> all the way back to Von Daniken's book in the 1960s, uh -huh. Chariots of the Gods. Uh -huh. Because simple physics will tell you that Einstein correctly said that the universal speed limit is the speed of light. For anything to travel beyond the speed of light, it turns into energy. Therefore, you can't exist if you turn into energy. No spacecraft, no interdimensional time travel, none of that crap has been proven. If anything, has been disproven by the theory of relativity. So let's get that common ground right off the bat. Well, Gino, here's something I want to tell you. Just because of the fact that we say that aliens may be coming from space, that does not mean that they have to travel thousands of light years to be here. You know, and, and I can point this out to you, and we may agree, we may disagree, that you can actually park the number of spaceships, if there were any at all, in the Jovian system. The Jovian system's huge. I mean, any, anywhere near Jupiter, I mean, that whole area is huge. It's, 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 uh, in fact, the area would have been where our second sun would have hung out if we had a binary sun system in this, in this solar system. And, of course, you don't believe that the Hubble Space Telescope would have discovered any of these alien spacecraft Hanging oh, out behind Jupiter or they, uh, look, any of the moons of Jupiter, Well, right? let me tell you something. They've picked up on a lot of strange things near the sun. Uh, I mean, Stereo and, and Soho have picked up a lot of strange anomalies near the sun that are bigger than Earth. Uh, they pick up anomalies near Saturn all the time. They pick up all kinds of strange things out there. They don't know what they are, but, of course, NASA's uh, whole acronym is never a straight answer. They never give you straight answers to what's going on. On one hand, they want to tell you, have hope that there's life out there. And on the other hand, they dismiss or peer review someone who says that there is life out there. You know, you know that uh, Gilbert Levin, in 1976, with a, with a Viking craft on Mars, 
came back with the idea that there was life on Mars. And immediately NASA dismissed it and said, well, it hasn't been peer-reviewed properly. And then they had a second thought that maybe there is life on Mars. Now they're dismissing the idea of life on Mars again. It's either, it's either it is or it isn't. It just depends on the weather. And if you take a 14 idea as to what's going on, you can say to yourself, yeah, belief systems change just like shirts, ties, pants, and underwear. And, and, I, and I would say to you that while everything that you're saying is correct, Gino, which I would agree with, that yes, you know, the speed of light travel would be in our way impossible, we have to consider that maybe some of these beings may not be from light years away, in fact, uh, many of the, uh, the earlier uh, theorists uh, and even some of the cl- Catholic clerics believe that many of these beings were interdimensional. Many of these beings may have lived inside the earth because they, they escaped some cataclysm and then they are hiding now because of how times have changed. Or that they are on nearby areas that we haven't explored yet. Like, for example, perhaps there are living beings on the moon, which sounds far-fetched, but... What do we know of the dark side of the moon? And, and many people have speculated that there are probably pockets of oxygen in certain craters on the dark side of the moon. Well, I'll say this to you. I'm the product of a Jesuit education. So the pope that was elected today is both uh, an Italian of Italian descent, and he's also a product of a Jesuit education like I am. Uh-huh. And my ex-college classmate happens to be Andy Boy Cuomo, the current governor of New York State. Oh, my God. And, of course, I'm not too happy about his gun ban and the uh, ammo clip ban. Right. But that's another topic for another story. Mm-hmm. But my training, both in college, later on in law school, and as a probation officer, not a police officer, because you kept making that mistake a few times. All right. I stand corrected, Mr. Corrections okay. Officer. <laughs> uh, probation officer, not correction. Okay. There's All a right. difference. There's a difference. All right. Okay. All right. It leads me to say that you can speculate all you want. But if something isn't proven and you can't empirically see it, physically handle it, intellectually conceive of it, and be real, then it cannot exist except as a figment of your imagination. But how do you account, Gino, 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 how do you account for all the uh, people who claim they've been abducted, how do you account... For scientists that say that the, 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 the galaxies could be teeming with life, even the building blocks for life, like certain amino acids, that panspermia could be a possibility, right? The idea of panspermia, meaning seeding life from space, from comets and meteors. If all of these things have any type of, uh, I guess you could say, truth to them, then we have to leap to Drake's equation uh, that with all of those stars and planets and, and what have you out there, billions and billions of stars and planets, what have you, that we have to determine that somewhere out there there are planets with life on them. I don't know if the intelligent life would come here and, and pilot by, but here's one thing, Gino, too. The idea, I have heard this before, and you probably heard this too, that they say, you know, how egotistical is it of us to think that there is no life out there, that we're the only living beings on the planet? I second the notion that, how egotistical is it for us to believe that anyone out in space would want to have anything to do with us? You see, that's the same. Pre- that's the thing that turns it on its ear. We think that they are so concerned about us, when in reality, if they aren't, they look at us as cows or ants or grasshoppers they can squish, which makes them a threat because they were going to come in with the idea of a predatory nature, take us over, take our resources, and we're screwed. And there's something I can actually agree with you on, which, which should shatter the myth that your guest that you had on tonight 
said that there was a collaboration between the Catholic Church of all institutions and illegal aliens from outer space. Not, no, 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 no. Gino, 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 look up the Lucifer Project. Look up the Lucifer Telescope. Those astronomers of the, of the Catholic Pope, the, 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 the papal astronomers, the, the Vatican astronomers, they are looking in space for ETs. They've admitted it. The church has admitted it. Sir, I'll leave you with this, okay? Oh, if come on. You can't. Had, before if, you leave me with whatever, before you leave me with this turd in the punch bowl, i got to tell you, <laughs> I am right when I say the church is looking in the sky for ETs. Look it up, dude. It's and, happening. And, and that may be true. Okay. To go from one leap, from point A to point Z, <laughs> which your prior guest had said, that supposedly the blues, the grays, the aquifarians, whatever you want to call them, <laughs> illegal aliens from outer space, collaborated with the, with the, with the earthlings mm. thousands of years ago yeah. or that uh, you believe in the, in the X-Files ah. that revisited that the, it, there's an alien-human conspiracy to dominate the earth and that Gino, they're all going to destroy us. Gino, Gino, I mean, there is no uh, okay. physical evidence Gino, of any of this crap. Do you believe in God, Gino? I've become an agnostic to tell oh, you the truth. Oh, you have. Okay. Well, I was going to say, if you believe in God, where does God allegedly live? In the heavens, of course. Right. So what does that make him? It doesn't make him a legal alien from It makes space. him an extraterrestrial, though, it doesn't make it? Him the creator of all beings. It makes him an extraterrestrial. He's not an extraterrestrial. He is an extraterrestrial. God is an extraterrestrial. He's not a spaceship. He is an extraterrestrial, God. Not given human beings like you, Gino, apparently. Gino, brain. brain cells. Right. Yeah, nuclear. I knew you were going to do this, Gino. I knew Thank that you were going to insult my brain cells. Well, I, I took a, I took a chance. I took a chance having you on the program. I took well, a chance. You're very nice. So we're gonna lock horns, but we're gonna love each other because you're a good man, Gino. Thanks for calling. Yeah. Right. Thank you. Take care. Bye bye. <laughs> he couldn't admit it. He just couldn't admit it, could he? We'll be back. FM News 101 KXL. More with Clyde Lewis and Ground Zero on FM News 101. Everyone is in on the secrets, and big things are being planned. Call Clyde Lewis now. Ground Zero. I need to remind everyone that in California now, they're asking people to stock up on at least two weeks' worth of supplies and food. Why? As a precaution from the big one. They're saying that there may be a big earthquake in Los Angeles because of the before shocks that happened a few days ago. I don't know if that's true, but being on the safe side is a great idea. And that's why you should go to prepareyourgroundzero.com. That's prepareyourgroundzero.com. That is my store that I would love to have you take a look at what we have. Prepareyourgroundzero.com is very good if you're looking for some of the most simplest of ways to prepare, from books to food to backpacks to bug-out bags to 72-hour kits to full pantries that are available to have like a stock shelf life of over 10, 20 years. It's some good stuff to get a hold of, great food, Great things, and believe me, I, I tried some of the food. We went up in the mountains and we prepared some of that food. You wouldn't even believe it was this freeze-dried food because we had tamale pie and tacos, and everybody there thought that they were store-bought or at least Taco Time-bought or Taco Bell-bought or whatever. They, they just tasted that good. So listen, you need to go to prepareyourgroundzero.com. That's prepareyourgroundzero.com. Look over what we've got. We, jo- we actually ship anywhere in the United States, so if you go there, you'll be able to pick up on some of that good stuff. And uh, when you go there, too, you'll be able to check out some of the 
other cool things. We have the endless garden growing seeds that are available for your seed bank. Have a seed bank available so you can grow your own. If you don't want to buy food, grow your food. After all, spring is coming. Time to start planting. Have a good harvest by mid, mid-spring, mid-summer, depending on what you grow. Those seeds are available now by going to prepareyourgroundzero.com. That's prepareyourgroundzero.com. You can call to order 1-800-799-4768. That's 1-800-799-4768. Monday through Sunday, actually Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. That's 1-800-799-4768. That's 1-800-799-4768. We'll be back. FM News 101 KXL. More with Clyde Lewis and Ground Zero on FM News 101. persecution of the Holy Roman Church, there will sit Peter the Roman, who will nourish the sheep during many tribulations. And when they are finished, the city of seven hills will be destroyed, and the dreadful judge will judge his people, the end. Now that's quite an ending, and it seems to intersect with biblical prophecy. The Malachi prophecy matches the book of Revelation in chapter 17 with the city of seven hills being judged. That being the case, it seems to me that it's predicting the events of the book of Revelation. If Malachi's vision was true prophecy, there will be only one more pope to follow Benedict XVI, who turned 85 in 2012. In other words, our time may be running out. And now there's only one more pope in the line. We are very close to the end of this prophecy. And the Vatican is a separate state, so it does have marked boundaries. They are just like any government that has some classified information. Governments do that all the time. People of authority in companies, heads of families do that. They are not answerable to the world. The first thing they have to answer is to God. The world can judgment, the world can condemn them, but they have to still face a greater judgment, which is God.
Clyde Lewis. You're listening to Ground Zero, 888-673-3700. History happening today. The first Jesuit Pope elected to the papacy. Happened on March 13, 2013. 13 surrounding it all. Some strange synchronicities and some crazy things going on. We go to John in Oregon. John, hi. You're on Ground Zero. Hello, Clyde. I have some information for you. I've been watching the Spanish uh, network. Okay. And he started uh, Francis the first the uh, soccer group called the Black Crows. Oh, the Black. Oh, the, it was a soccer group. Yeah, he's, the name of the group, uh, the soccer group, was called the Black Crows. Uh huh. Also, the Jesuits uh, they're called the Black Priest, and so I think it's a correlation with the Black Pope. Also, also uh, he's listed among twelve. Uh, um, Cardinals who are, you know, complicit with the sexual abuse from the pre- from the, the priests of the Catholic Church, and he's one of the twelve. So and um, okay. the thing is also that he comes. You were talking about Petrus Romanos. There are two things here. He comes from an Italian family, okay. And number two, which is you know from Saint Peter, and number two, he's adopting the name of Francis. And St. Francis was St. Francis Petrus. So he comes from uh, Peter's name as well. So he's going to have a lot of issues, and, and they're talking about the, tomorrow he's going to meet with the Benedict and whatever he, he's at. They're going to talk. So I wonder what kind of information they're going to change. And finally, well, I know I know that he's a hardliner against homosexuals, which was the big uh, yes. And they have, according to them, the body leaks. They have videotapes of cardinals involved in sexual encounters with prostitutes, male prostitutes in Italy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was blackmailing them. That was a scandal that allegedly brought down Pope yes. Benedict. And was that Benedict said that he's going to reveal that information to the next pope? Guess who's the next pope? Francis the first. Yes. That's exactly right, and he's so, and he's a hardliner against some of A lot of our connections there. Also, finally, mm-hmm. Black Hope, uh, Black Hope. I'm sorry, Young Hope. He was talking about he has a lot of connections also with uh, uh, Peter Robanos or Peter the Second with Francis the First. Interesting, interesting. Well, I, I thank you for that, and uh, we'll, I'll keep up. I'll look in, look into that Black Raven, Black Crow group. Yeah, very, very interesting too. Yeah, it's interesting because Bertone actually meant Black Raven, which is yes. uh, interesting. So, uh, you know, some somehow there's some secret group called the Black Ravens. So or, I think it's that Malachi is still in the target with him. You think so? So Malachi is right. You think Petrus Romanus is Francis? Yes. All right. Well, John, I appreciate the call. You're okay. welcome. Thank Bye-bye. you. Let's go to Mike in Maine. Hi, Mike. You're on Ground Zero. Hey, how you doing, Clyde? I have a quick, uh, it's a two-tier question. Okay. One is a little more complex than the other. Okay. Um, love your show. My question is the the election of this pope. What is this pope's moral background? And there's been a lot of discussions with the sex scandal in the Catholic Church. And he's a hardline conservative, and he's anti uh, lesbian, gay, uh, you know, homosexual. He's been very hardline against homosexuals. In fact, uh, he uh, he was very much against the adoption of children and families that are homosexual families, which caused the president of Argentina to demand an apology. Because they felt that he was very uh, anti-gay, uh, this would make sense. What's that? He's a, he's a hardline Ten Commandments type guy. Is he a 
a progressive type. Well, he's a Jesuit, so he's a hardliner. I mean, you, you look at the Jesuits are the hard line of the church. They're the hard, strong arm of the church. They go in, and as I and said before... Does his moral background support that? That support, he's that high up in that... Support uh, what? Support... Attention all Ground Zero radio fans. GroundZeroMerch.com is your one-stop shop for all things Ground Zero. Oh, wow. Show off your style with our exclusive collection of T-shirts and hoodies. They're not just comfortable, they're conversation starters. Need to keep hydrated during those long listen sessions. Get your hands on our durable water bottles. And now introducing our latest editions, a hand-picked selection of intriguing books that will keep your mind buzzing. GroundZeroMerch.com. Support Ground Zero and everything we do. What is his moral is his moral background back all through his life as, as how well he he was the kind of he was the kind of guy when he was the cardinal uh, he actually uh, he didn't consider himself one of these mucky mucks I mean he would ride the trains uh, he would ride the subways he would ride the buses he would uh, talk with the homeless he would administer to the homeless and many people criticized him because of that but he was very much with the people he would he wouldn't be afraid to meet up and talk with the people. He sounds like a pretty good. He sounds like a pretty good guy to me. Well, I mean, the only thing that he's got in his background was his possibility that he ignored the uh, the juntas and the and the dirty war and the civil war in Argentina, where many people died, including priests and bishops. Okay, you know that, that, that hey, when when someone's the pope, their background is fair game, and I, I was just curious. And the second part of my question, which is a little bit easier, is I thought the term uh, run amok was a main term. Where did you come up with that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> maybe maybe I ate too much lobster and it got into me somehow or something. I don't know. Yeah, if you listen to the comedian Bob Marley, he's he's excellent. Uh, talks about main phrases and run amuck was one of them. I listened to it today and I just it just struck me as funny. <laughs> run amuck. I didn't know that was a main term. I guess that's, I don't know. I picked it up. Hear, that's what I hear from the famous Bob Marley and the um, you know the the uh, saints there. Okay. Well, Mike, lo I, I love my main audience, so thank you so much for telling me that. All right. Appreciate it. Take care. Bye-bye. Let's go down to Aldo. Aldo in California. Hi, Aldo. You're on Ground Zero. How you doing, Clyde? Good. Good, good. Listen, love your, um, love your program. Mm -hmm. And uh, searching the scriptures tonight on the subject of uh, today's date, etc., I came across uh, Revelations 13, I mean, uh, chapter 3, verse 13. Mm -hmm. What does it say? It says, uh, he that has... Ears to hear, let him hear. Now, uh, Revelation chapter 13, verse 3, it talks about the beast coming out, um, I believe, from the sea. And it says that he was worshipped, verse 4, etc. He comes from the sea? Um, would that be the holy sea? Um, well, the symbolic picture of the sea would be humanity. Okay. Okay, the last verse of chapter 13, it says that um, man will not be able to buy nor to uh, drink, etc., etc., except to receive the mark of the beast, which is 666. Uh -huh. that, that is of chapter 13. Also, Revelation 20, 13, it says, And the sea gave up the dead, and they that were in it, and the dead, uh, and it says, And death and hell delivered up the dead, and they were judged according to their works. Um, something else, food for thought, Revelation is, I'm sorry, the biblical meaning of the number 13 means uh, apostasy, depravity, and rebellion, if that all made sense. It does make sense. Uh, yeah. Um, in fact, someone once told me that 13 is kind of like a, uh, if you say it fast enough, it sounds like the word threaten. 
You know, because yeah. thir- 13, threatening, threaten, sound, if you say it fast enough, it reminds them of the word threaten. So whatever 13 is, it threatens whatever uh, is organized or whatever is organization, 13 threatens it. That's why it's an unlucky number. Interesting. Uh, Revelation chapter 13, too, if I may add this. Um, the main subject there, there is the beast, again, and the mark of the beast ending with that um, scripture. Mm-hmm. Do you think that maybe that's important, that maybe we should start thinking about that whole mark of the beast thing? Um, I think we're definitely at the end of times. Um, there's just a lot of, from my understanding of the scriptures, a lot of prophecy being fulfilled, and as um, you're saying, and a lot of the um, uh, folks that are listening, we're definitely um, headed for some interesting times, and are in very interesting times. Mm-hmm. In fact, Consider my call to be um, um, called, you know, meaning okay. I consider my call to be appointed by God, not just uh, random. So you're one of those that blow the trumpet so everybody can hear what the warning is. You know what? I think so. Um, I think so. I basically, I think my my calling is a semi-prophetic calling. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you know, we all we have all kinds of Paul Revere's that listen to programs, and we love to hear from them. We love to hear the warnings. We love to hear the uh, the opinions and, uh, you know, and, you know, I always say that uh, we all have our jobs as angels and uh, maybe your job is to blow the trumpet and let us know what's going on. So I really appreciate you, Aldo, for calling in and thank you for listening online tonight. All right, guy. Thanks a lot. You take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. Triple eight six seven three thirty seven hundred. It's triple eight six seven three thirty seven hundred. You want to be a part of the show tonight? It was a big day, big historic day as the Pope was appointed. I don't know, man. I stared at the television. I went online watching it. I don't know why. I was just so overwhelmed. I just it was glued to my computer watching the whole thing go down. And uh, as I said, I was like back in the day when my grandmother got a cuckoo clock from Germany, from the Black Forest. I waited until 12 noon so I could see that cuckoo bird go cuckoo, cuckoo, cuckoo 12 times. And when... The Pope walked out. I'm like going, who the hell's that? <laughs> I was expecting, I was really expecting somebody like maybe Peter Turkson or, or Dolan to come out, but they didn't. It was this guy. So what a surprise. 888-673-3700. That's 888-673-3700. We'll be back. FM News 101 KXL. This is Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis on FM News 101. Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis. Go to Dale now in Ohio, WTBN 610 AM. You're on Ground Zero. Go ahead. Hey, Clyde, how's it going? Going well. How are you? Well, well, I got a couple things to say. Okay. Um, first thing is um, this Pope, so-called Pope, is is just a, another uh, idiogogue. He, he's not anything personal. He's not anything special. He's just a, a another guy who just happens to show up here in the Catholic religion. And religion is basically... Um, nothing more than, uh, faith is what you believe in. Faith is what you believe in? Yeah. You, you believe in faith. Hmm. You have, you have faith for, uh, your, your God or whatever you, I'm agnostic, so I don't really give a 
crap about anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so Dale, how you doing, man? Did you did you happen to uh, figure out who those demons were that were in your home? Don't ask me about the demons. Don't ask you about the demon. Yeah, because they they're here with me. And what do they look like, Dale? The demons that are with you. Um, they're shadow people. Shadow people? How big are they? Which ones? I don't know. You said that there are shadow people. Are they big? Are they small? Are they? Well, there's various. Uh, I, I, I look, man. I got a question for you, Dale. What do they sound like when they come into the room? You do an imitation for me? No, I'm not going to do an imitation for you. I'd like to hear what they sound like so I know if I've come in contact with one of them. No, I, I see these things. So they don't make a noise, or do they make a noise? Oh, they make a noise. What kind of noise do they make? Um, it, it's not a, a good noise. It's not a good noise. Well, what is it? do they shrill? Do they shriek? Do they grunt? Do they laugh? What? Ah! Do that again? What do they sound like again? I'm sorry, I got blocked. They sound like that, really? I'd be scared to death if I. Do they hide under your bed? Yeah, no crap. Uh, no crap, man. That that. Yeah, yeah. Man, if I heard something like that, I would just. I, I tell you what, I'd do. I'd run, man. Do you run? Where do I run to? I don't know. Where do you run to? Do you hide under a bed? Do you hide under the couch? Oh, you, hell no, I don't hide. You don't. You, what do you do? You take them on? Yeah, yeah. Well, how do you take them on? With what? What do you have? A baseball bat? What do you use? No, I, I don't need a baseball bat. What do you do to take them on? I do what I need to do. And what's that? Um, no, well, I'm ex-military, so I need to. I, I do what I need to do. You get a gun and shoot them? No. Well, that's what ex-military would do, wouldn't they? Get a gun and shoot them? No. Just because I'm ex-military don't mean I need to get a gun. What do you use, your bare hands? Yes. Do you break some necks and kick some butt? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, man. So I guess, well, do you kill them or do they disappear after you kill them? No, they never go away. Oh, man, I feel bad for you, man. You ever thought of calling an exorcist? No, I don't need an exorcist. Okay. So they just bother you and you just beat the crap out of them and they go away? No, I, I never get to beat them. So you're just going to have them hanging out with you? They play cards? They drink beer? I mean, I wouldn't want to hang out with with them at all if I were me. May I may I explain? Yes, you may quickly. Okay. I see these things. Mm-hmm. They show up. Yeah. And every time they show up, yeah. I always have bad things happen. Like what? Well. I either get my car repossessed or um, I, I, I lose things. It, 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 it's a multiple. The reason I do this, the reason I lose these things is because I have these tarot cards. You have a Ouija board? No. Hell no. I, I don't do anything like that. Just the tarot cards? Just the tarot cards. Do you ever look at the number 13 card? Yeah, well... You know what the number 13 card is? Yeah, I know exactly what the number 13 card is. What is it? But the tarot card 
doesn't have a 13. It does have a 13. You should look at the 13th Carol card. It's a scary card, dude. It blows me away. It would really scare me if I pulled the 13th card. And this Pope, that so-called Pope... Was elected on the 13th today. Exactly. Which was March 13th, 2013. How many 13s? The whole date itself is one big 13. I suggest... Let me say this. What? Quick. Okay. Pull the 13th card and you'll know what's going down, dude. I promise you. I got the 13th card. I always have the 13th card. That's what I'm talking about. I always have the 13th card. It's always here. All right, buddy. You watch yourself pulling that 13th card on March 13, 2013. You get a pretty big cosmic bruise on that noggin of yours. We'll be back. FM News 101 KXL. Some of the scenes you will witness may appear to border on fantasy. Stand by. You have five seconds. Five. Information is free. Four. Three. There is hope. One. The loudspeaker spoke up and said, the loudspeaker spoke up and said. The loudspeaker spoke up and said. Give Clyde Lewis, and this is Ground Zero. Catholic Church has a new Pope, 76-year-old Jorge Mario Borgoglio, calls himself Pope Francis. He's the 266th pontiff of the Roman Catholic Church. He's also the first non-European leader of the church in more than a thousand years. People in news organizations going live all day. Uh, about the Pope situation. And uh, when it's the mass media global story, I have to latch on because for three, well, actually 60 days prior to, I said that the Pope would step down. I said that we would have a Jesuit Pope. And then, of course, comes the Petrus Romanus uh, types of uh, the Petrus Romanus stuff and all this other nonsense. I even wrote an article called The Black Pope saying this would be the next Pope. Attention all Ground Zero radio fans. GroundZeroMerch.com is your one-stop shop for all things Ground Zero. Oh, wow. Show off your style with our exclusive collection of T-shirts and hoodies. They're not just comfortable, they're conversation starters. Need to keep hydrated during those long listen sessions. Get your hands on our durable water bottles. And now introducing our latest editions, a hand-picked selection of intriguing books that will keep your mind buzzing. GroundZeroMerch.com. Support Ground Zero and everything we do. Uh, if that's, of course, you want to call the Jesuit Pope a, pope a black pope. Uh, but I think that uh, it's interesting to note that the media doesn't do this for any other church. I mean, 
I don't do this for any other church. I mean, look, no one really cares if the Jehovah's Witness elect a new pope, a new uh, uh, head of their church. L. Ron Hubbard's birthday, I think, is today. No one cares. Um, <laughs> I think it was L. I think I was talking with James that it's L. Ron Hubbard's birthday. No one cares because the pope has been elected. You know, we don't we don't know why we make such a big deal about this, but. It just seems to me that there's all kinds of prophecy and all kinds of mysticism and all kinds of significance and all kinds of power that goes with being the Pope. I mean, I was glued to St. Peter's Square today. I was watching the balcony to see what would come out, the velvet curtains parting, the whatever that blanket was they threw out there. I mean, I, I don't want to be sacrilegious or anything like that. I mean, it's an artifact. But we don't do this for any other church. You know, slow news day? No. This is a huge news day. History in the making, right? So I guess what we're looking at is, uh, you know, we're looking at the pomp and circumstance and theater of religion when we see this go down and all the other stuff is synchronicity and mysticism, which I've been talking about that very thing. The idea is, is there priestcraft that goes into what happens today? Yes, there is. Why? Because you do it the right way, people will be glued and they will find it fascinating. I mean, come on. You take a look at what, I mean, you people, you know, they're just like, nobody does this for any other church. Nobody. That's because of all the vestments and all the costumes and all the pomp and all the, I mean, I was watching all the armies marching in, you know, that were waiting for the Pope. And uh, this church, or this pope, represents 1.2 billion people. At least those who call themselves Catholic. And then, of course, you and I, if we were paying attention to the news, watched it today and go, wow, I'm not Catholic. Why should I care? Because it's cool. It looked cool. It felt cool. It was like you were part of some great and wondrous, I mean, it's almost like the second coming. You know, the last time I felt this way was when the Dalai Lama came to Portland, right? And I heard bells ringing, I heard songs singing, I heard speeches being made, I saw people gathered at Pioneer Square, and I thought, man, this is what the second coming would be like. I mean, if the second coming was to happen in, in Rome, you'd see the armies all gathered, they're all waiting, and people gathered around to hear what the Savior has to say. It's like a drill for the second coming, in a way. I mean, what does it represent? The Dalai Lama, I mean, the Dalai Lama represents a deeper meaning of being human. We all want to find compassion. I think uh, people like to see this in a pope. People want to project onto others some leadership, and uh, in order for us to feel that, we have to see somebody who's wearing a unique costume or does a unique thing that only touches us where we live, touches us in our spirit. A few hundred years ago, maybe thousands of years ago when the church existed, the most powerful thing you heard in a city were the bells tolling at the church. When the bells tolled at the church, you knew that something was going on. You knew that something major was going to happen. 
something that would, I guess, change your spirituality in a way, change your spiritual evolution. And now we have television. We have people with spiritual religious beliefs in life, and same people in the news have that same affinity for religion, even though you say they're godless, they do have some belief. But the idea that we are reporting, or at least talking about, a person who is supposed to be infallible, and is supposed to talk to God, is supposed to represent a spiritual force on earth, I mean, these are mystical concepts, people, and this is why when I talk about this, people say, well, I bet you're proud of yourself talking about this when there's other stuff that's real in the world. No, mystical concepts are real. Mystical concepts are what get you to do what you wouldn't normally do, like watch a pope on television or watch a guy walk out on a balcony in St. Peter's Square and say, I'm the pope. Mystical concepts work. Priestcraft works. I've been talking about this for the past two or three days. And everything that it has framed within the religious uh, vernacular, the religious texts. A man who is infallible and is supposed to be talking to God, he represents the spiritual forces on earth, he represents the armies of God, the Jesuits, and no one questions him. No one questions this. And the same thing happens when we have people like President Obama. President Obama has the same type of charisma, right? He has the same apotheosis kicking for him, too. Otherwise, we wouldn't be talking about him going into Israel six days before Passover like Christ did. There wouldn't be any significance to 666 meters away from the Dome of the Rock where there'll be this huge ice sculpture of Barack Obama to be seen by everyone. There wouldn't be questions of whether or not he's an antichrist. There wouldn't be questions of whether or not royal families are part of some counterfeit Christian or counterfeit Christ type of organization. Mysticism is real. Mysticism is the way they'll get you to be part of the globalization and the shrinking of the earth. I mean, take a look at Pope Francis. He's Argentinian. The first non-European pope in over 1,000 years. He's an American pope. He's from South America, but he's an American pope. There's some meaning there, right? I mean, the papacy no longer has a European in the papacy, so... I mean, this will kind of hang with us for a while, and then we'll start seeing the real meaning of what Petrus Romanus is. We'll start seeing what it means to have the mysticism take over and the synchronicities rise up, and how scriptures fit the moment, and how we'll hear about the great Satan, the little Satan, we'll hear about Israel, we'll hear about the United States, we'll hear about terrorism. We'll go back to the Gog and Magog idea, the Armageddon idea. I mean, the fact that the media takes all this so seriously and, and the appointment of the Pope is so serious is because of the fact that mysticism has us and they use it always. No matter what the financial institutions are saying, they're falling apart. No matter what we feel spiritually, no matter what we need to have done, 
we could have whatever they want to have happen, even another Inquisition if possible, if we're all mesmerized by the arrival of one man, one man who claims to be infallible. The infallibility of the Pope. We have had enough stories about the church enough stories about Reformation, enough stories about gospel values, social justices. And now it's all going to be placed on one man, Pope Francis. Pope Francis. It just took everybody by surprise. It blew us all away. And now here we are, history in the making. The 13s, they also add to the mysticism. All of the 13s that we pointed out on the show tonight all add to the mystical vibrations of why people are glued to their televisions when one man, one small Argentinian man with one lung, limps onto the balcony at St. Peter's Square and says, I'm your Pope. Ebemos Papam Franciscus. Triple eight six seven three thirty seven hundred. That's triple eight six seven three thirty seven hundred. We'll be back with more. Keep it here on Ground Zero. FM News 101 KXL. You're listening to Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis on FM News 101. This is not a test. It is the future. Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis. I want to uh, thank Robert who posted on my Facebook page something that's inspired me, and then we'll get to calls. He says, Mr. Lewis, consider Comet Panstar. Comet Panstar. Panstar's appearance seems to pretend a significant disaster. What is interesting about its name is that it can be divided into Panstar, or the Star of Pan. In mythology, Pan was the foster brother of Zeus and aided the fight against the Titans by screeching a scream of terror which scattered the titans. Also, Pan is worshipped in caves and grottos, and Pan has a flute, and the Pied Piper can be linked to this god. Is it a coincidence that common Pan star happens by when the world is on the verge of collapse due to shocks and terrors? I'll take it one more. Do you find it interesting that Pan star, or the Pied Piper, or the Piper, is symbolic of the shepherd, and that the shepherd has been elected as Pope, on the 13th, which is a representation of death and rebirth. I'll take it even another step further. Isn't it interesting to note that within the name of this Pope, you find the words Gog and Magog, or the ones who follow the devils or horned ones. 
Attention all Ground Zero radio fans. GroundZeroMerch.com is your one-stop shop for all things Ground Zero. Oh, wow. Show off your style with our exclusive collection of T-shirts and hoodies. They're not just comfortable, they're conversation starters. Need to keep hydrated during those long listen sessions. Get your hands on our durable water bottles. And now introducing our latest additions, a hand-picked selection of intriguing books that will keep your mind buzzing. GroundZeroMerch.com. Support Ground Zero and everything we do. Pan was considered the horned one. Pan was also related to Cernunos, which was also the horned one or the horned devil. It was then when the church took over and started demonizing what the pagans had worshipped that Pan became uh, the image of Satan. The horned one was the image of Satan. So Robert continues by saying the Illuminati magicians purposely named the comet Panstar to advertise their master's power over the world. Also, there's another ritual verbalization to control their victims considering the sixth seal of Revelation chapter 6. Panstar seems intimately tied to it. Men hide in caves from the intense terror. So many messages are out there about the coming false flag of global seismic shaking to ignore. Of course, most people are un- unawakened to their victimization and fail to see all the messages of the doom the world controllers plan for us. God bless and stay in love. Thank you. That's a, a very interesting point, Robert. I never thought of that. That The comet that is over us now is called Pan Star, the star of Pan, the horned one. Amazing comparison. It, it's just really cool. Let's go now to uh, Kimberly in Missouri. Hi, Kimberly. You're on Ground Zero. Hey, Clyde, how are you? Good. Good. Gosh, I am so agreeing with everything you're saying. Um, I watched today on TV, too, the Pope, and, you know, it's scary how many people, they're almost, you know, laying the red carpet out, like, you know, you're mm-hmm. talking about everything. Mm-hmm. And he's a human. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a human, just like you and I, and... You know, I'm a Christian, and I so believe, you know, human sin. We're born sinners. And it is just scary how they do portray him as a uh, not a human. You know, it really is. Yeah, he's above just, human. He's, he's kind of above human. He's a, he's a spiritual, infallible leader that when he speaks, it's ex cathedra as if he's some great and wondrous, uh, well, he's the vicar of Christ. He is there in place of Christ, meaning that he is the representation of Jesus on planet Earth right now. Right, right. And, you know, my belief is, I do believe in the Bible and everything, none of this really is a surprise to me. I mean, when you do read the Bible, and I am no intellectual of the Bible, but what I do know, I, it's, none of this is circumstance to me. It's all kind of playing as it is supposed to be playing out, and, you know, it's kind of like, it's almost a dream. I'm watching it, but it's really happening. And, yeah, I think, you know, when the Lord does come back, which I believe, of course, he is, gosh, is this going to happen to him? You know, I would hope so, you know, because they're doing it to a human. But I'm reading this great book, and it's by David Jeremiah. I've had it for a while, but it's the Prophecy Answer book. It's just questions and answers. And it's great, but one of the things in it, it says that, you know, the Antichrist will have, and he's getting these out of scriptures in the Bible, the Antichrist will have a combination of magnetic personality, speaking ability, 
and extreme good looks will make him virtually irresistible to the masses. So Mm -hmm. in my mind at this moment, I'm thinking he has all that, but I don't think he has the good looks right now. I don't know. No, that's why I think Prince William is the Antichrist, because I think he's good looking. He's very charming. He's very well spoken. and He's got a hot wife. Hey, hey, yeah, that's true. (laughs) So, I mean, you know, (laughs) there you go. And they're going to have a baby daughter, which is uh, symbolic as well. And uh, he thinks, uh, along with his daddy and his mum, that, uh, you know, his mom was something special and almost saintly in a lot of people's eyes. And uh, even the queen uh, believes that uh, she, Charles, and Prince Philip are all basically... Uh, uh, basically forebears, or at least bloodline, directly to King David and to uh, maybe even Jesus Christ himself. Right, right. Which is not true. One last thing I was going to say, though. I, well, a pastor that I used to have, you know, he he would say, you know, Kim, really better to believe than not to believe. You know, really, the consequences of not believing. Mm Mm-hmm. And when we read the Bible, it's not good. Isn't that called Pascal's Wager? Wasn't that called, was it Pascal's Wager, where he said it's better to believe and and be on the safe side than not believe at all? It's kind of what Pascal's... It pa- might be, because that's pretty yeah. much what he's saying. And yeah. that's what it's called, Pascal's really? Wager. It's kind of, i got to look that up and see if that's what it is, but it is. He said, basically, it's better to believe and be on the safe side than not. I appreciate the call, Kimberly. Okay, thanks, Clyde. Take care. Bye-bye. 888 A lot of strange things happening in the world. A lot of prophecies being fulfilled, and now the Pope's been named. Now we got to see what happens with Barack Obama. We do hear that today that uh, in Israel they have started at least preparing for the new government. So it looks like this peace deal is going to happen, which may also shake people's prophetic ideas. We'll be back. Keep it here on Ground Zero. FM News 101 KXL. More with Clyde Lewis and Ground Zero on FM News 101. Israel's Prime Minister Netanyahu ignored reporters as he arrived at the White House late today for a meeting with President Obama. A moment of truth for any chance of negotiations to create a... I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. Hello. I'm a man of love. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. Okay, sir. Sir, the whole thing. Whether we are you and you are us, at least on this last point, I think they're right. We are you, and you are us. If you were Satan, who would you attack? I am the great Satan. You are the little Satan. You are me and we are you, and you are us. We're together. We are all together. The great Satan. The great Satan. Hey, you Satan. We are you. If you were Satan, who would you attack in this day and age? There is no one else to go after. The great Satan. The great Satan. The great Satan. The great Satan. If you were Satan, who would you attack? Satan! 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 
Oops. What happened? We just lost everything. What happened there? Anyway, okay. Well, <clears throat> that was fun. Triple eight six seven three thirty seven. I don't know what happened there. Let's just go to the phones right now. Let's go to Ron in Texas. Hi, Ron. You're on Ground Zero. Great, Clyde. I'm really enjoying this. Uh, it's, it's a couple of hours later here, but I can't go to sleep because this is too interesting. Oh, thank you. But, have you heard of the Alice Bailey Bible? I think I have, but tell me about it. Okay, uh, on my way to Christianity, I, I went through the occult church and so forth, and that's one of the things they were teaching from. And it, she evidently sat down with a pencil in her hand, or what she said she did, and uh, a Tibetan monk across the world would telepathically uh, make her auto-write whatever he was sending to her, and that was what was called the Alice Bailey Bible. And in that, she talked about the Fifth Reich and, and different things, but one of the things she talked about was the UFOs. Mm-hmm. Now, you're familiar with the harmonic convergence every year? Where yes. Hold hands and mm-hmm. like, uh, and try to go to a higher um, frequency? Yes. Well, according to the, the Alice Bailey Bible, they believe that once they reach the high frequency and overcome the negative thinkers, the fundamentalist Christians and so forth, that they will spontaneously evolve into a spiritual being. Now, the reason, uh, and, and they believe that there is a Earth-type planet on the opposite side of the sun that's just like Earth that we can't detect, and that they will go there because the pollution and so forth here on Earth is so bad that it's, it's uh, going to destroy the Earth. Now, the uh, fundamentalists and the negative thinkers and so forth will be saved by the, the physical UFOs uh, picking them up and taking them to safety. And that's their belief. Mm-hmm. Well, my belief is is uh, that these are demonic powers, the the, uh, the aliens and the the UFOs and so forth. And as far as you know, the UFOs, I really believe are are substantial. If you hit them hard enough, probably get hurt. You hurt your hand, you know. Uh, and the way, it, it, do you remember the Exorcist? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, one of the priests was here in Corpus Christi. His name was Taylor, Father Taylor. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the actual priests, because that, that, that movie was made after a uh, real event. And uh, he was telling the story about that. And, and the things that took place were manifestations that, uh, you know, if, if Satan can do that, he can surely do UFOs. And, and, oh, sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. In the whole bit. I really believe that's part of the end-time deception the Bible talks about, just part of it. Uh, do you remember, have you ever heard of the book The Oath by Frank Peretti? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, have you read it? No. Okay, in The Oath it talks about people that uh, one guy, you know, just, just regular people, and, and one guy starts uh, moving towards uh, spiritualism, the Christian uh uh, believe, and then uh, the lady he's uh, hooked up with is is uh, is moving the other way, and they grow this spot on their chest that seeps out uh, of the smell of death, you know, of uh, like blood, rotten blood, and that's mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and if you look at today, uh, the old '60s hippies that seemed so congenial and so nice and so forth, how how forceful and evil they are in pushing their 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 things and they they stand for the things that god says he doesn't stand for and hippies don't stand for what god stands for 
yeah, they they come against the, you know what the Bible what the Bible says and what God. Uh, what what do what do hippies do that are anti God? Well, it, it's not so much the, the the hippies; it's the people of today. But it, when when the hippies were doing it, they were still pretty peaceful people. Well, yeah, I mean, but, the hippies you know, believed in free love. They kind of kicked back, yeah. free sex. You know, love, love, love is all about love. Yeah, well, it was about love. And not about working and not about bathing. But it, that's what it was about. Well, in free sex and everything is the things God's against, but he is for love. But what I'm saying is they were peaceful people, but now you're seeing a dichotomy take place. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, they Yeah, you're seeing all those hippies turning into people who don't believe in doing that anymore and are trying to ruin it for all of us that want to do it. Well, if you want to do it, go ahead. You know, that's between you and no, God. No, I mean it. I mean, look, look, okay. Why is it that all the guys, all the hippies, you go have all the free sex and free love and drugs they want, and then when I grew up, I kind of did it at the beginning, but then I thought, wait a minute, I don't want any strange diseases, and I don't want to end up dead before I'm a certain age. So they basically blew it for me. I mean, I wanted to try all that stuff. Now I can't. Yeah, well, when I was that age, you know, I thought, well, that's a good idea. But I was kind of uh, that age long before all that free love and stuff started. But, you know, I've changed my mind, of course, now. What? Will you change your mind? You're all for it now? No, no. I uh, I believe in the biblical method of, of life. And how's that? My mind. How's that? You don't, you don't have sex out of marriage. You just, your wife and that's it. Well, yeah, you don't have sex out of marriage. And yeah, I guess. I, I mean, you didn't have sex before marriage? Before Christ and before marriage, yeah. But I, I well, once I turned to Christ, uh, that was it. You just stopped. Well, until I got married. Well, of course. I mean, you get married, you have sex with your wife, and you don't. I mean, there's something. I mean, there's something to be said about loyalty and monogamy. I mean, come on. I mean, that's that's what I believe in. But you know, before I'm kind of like hey, you know, I test the waters out. You know, I, mean, I have somebody that I love very much. I would not cheat on. I would not do anything like that with. But I'm not married to her yet. Am I in sin? Uh. You know, you probably uh, are, what is it, legally married? No, we're not legally married at all. We're just living together, and and, uh, and she's a beautiful woman, and I love having her around. She's very nice and soft and cuddly. After you live together for a while, don't they consider that uh, common law? I don't know. I'm asking you. You're the guy that's saying that it's not what Jesus wants. It's not what Jesus would rather you go uh, marry, but I, I suspect he's, he looks on you as a married couple now. I and, hope so. And if that's the, and if that's the case, uh, you know, you don't want to be fooling around, and you. Don't I don't fool around. I'm very, I'm very loyal. She's a very beautiful woman, and I wouldn't, I'd be stupid to fool around because she's yeah. so beautiful. You know, that's the thing. God judges your heart, well. and uh, and and uh, you know, He's reaching out. But th- that was one of the things, the dichotomy I was telling you about. A friend of mine and I go out sometimes and try to talk to people, and there'll be two, almost. Two people that you'll meet now, where it used to be kind of a, you know, a bunch of people in between. But one, you'll talk to 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 somebody, and they don't want to even hear it. They don't want to hear anything part of it. They get mean. They get nasty. What about Jesus? Yeah, when you go tell them about Jesus, and then there's the other side. You go up. Used to be, you'd talk to people and you'd you'd discuss the Bible and Jesus and stuff, and they would be receptive, but there wasn't much. Uh, interaction. Well, you know what you need to but do, Ron. Now, you know what you need to do. I know we've had this call go a little long, but I got to tell you what we need to do. You need uh-huh. to use some reverse psychology. You need to go up to somebody and say, "You know, I don't want to talk to you about Jesus today. Just don't want to." And they'll come to you. Why not? Don't have to a, 
this. They'll say, why not? Why don't you want to talk to me about I want to. It's that reverse psychology. It's that Donald Duck Bugs Bunny psychology. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. Right, you, you know. You know, shoot him now, shoot him now. No, shoot me now, shoot me now. It's the, it's the same idea. You're going, I don't want to talk about Jesus today. I want to talk about uh, Transformers. I said, no, I want to talk about Jesus. Screw the Transformers. I'm watching that Bible show on TV every night, you know? I'm, I'm talking about the end-time harvest and what's, what I'm seeing on the other Well, that's a scary thing, dude. The idea of the end-times harvest, I just don't like Jesus walking around with a scythe going, whack, 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 and now I'm going to be one of those guys that gets whacked. Well, everybody has their choice. I mean, but the not if the wax's coming down from Jesus. I don't think we have a choice. That's not the whack he does. The whack he does is he brings you into his, into his safety and into his love and his arms. It's the whack of salvation, isn't it, Ron? Uh, I wouldn't call it that. I would never call. <laughs> Why not? You want to write a book called The Whack of Salvation, Ron? You'd make a million dollars. I promise you. And just remember, well, I gave you the title for your religious book, Whack of Salvation. I really think it would work. Well, there I is, do. Is, yeah, it probably, it probably would work for a couple of people. It would be a great hymn, too. It would be a great hymn. Whack of our salvation. Great, great hymn. Hey, i got to run, buddy. We're running out of time, but I appreciate the I call. I know you couldn't hear the other part I was going to say, and, and, and that's, the enemy does that a lot of times. When the truth starts coming out, he won't let people say it. I think I let you say enough. You said about seven minutes worth. I had I had three sentences left. Okay, say the three sentences. Okay. When I talk to other people that are receptive, I don't even have to talk to them hardly anymore. The Holy Spirit reaches out and, and, and grabs them, and they want to hear everything, and they convert. And it's never it hasn't been happening that way until here lately. So let the Holy They're, Spirit reach through the radio and whack you for salvation. Just a nice little thwack on the head. Nice little thwack on the head. And when that happens, you know what's going to happen? You hear this. Do they shrill? Do they shriek? Do they grunt? Do they laugh? What a... That's what you hear. Somebody gets the thwack of the, of the Holy Spirit, they scream, man. They get it. I'll it tell you. It's, hard, it's hard for some people to hear about Jesus. It really is. Well, we heard about it for seven minutes. Uh, actually, going on ten now. So I appreciate the call, man. Thank you, Ron. Thank you for calling. Guy stayed up all night. He had to give me his preaching. Yeah, because when that arm reaches through and those spirits come at you, they make that noise. Do they shrill? Do they shriek? Do they grunt? Do they laugh? What a... <laughs> we'll be back. FM News 101 KXL. More with Clyde Lewis on FM News 101. This is not a test. It is the future. Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis. All right, let's go to Sharon quickly on Ground Zero. You're on the air. Hey, Clyde, how you doing? Good. I have an idea, possibly a theory here. It includes 13, it includes black, and also possibly the uh, zombie acopolis. Okay. Oh, okay, there were 12 apostles, um, and then Judas betrayed Jesus, 
and afterwards they appointed one to replace Judas. Mm-hmm. His name was Matthias, or Matthias? Matthias, yeah, Matthias, yeah. Okay, um, he would have been actually the 13th, had they counted him as the 13th apostle. Mm-hmm. It, I'm just wondering if this would tie in any way to the Pope. Um, Matthias was, uh, first of all, he preached in the poorer cities in the city of cannibals, like Ethiopia. Oh, okay, just like this guy preached to the uh, homeless uh, in Argentina. Yes, and then that's kind of like almost zombie-like, too, but uh, where he preached. But then um, when he he died, he he was... Um, actually, he, he also preached the gospel to the barbarians and meat-eaters in the interior of Ethiopia. Uh-huh. Where the where the sea harbor of Hysus is, mm-hmm. which goes into the spills into the Black Sea. Right. I'm just wondering if there's some kind of following of this because he was um, honored in the Roman Catholic Church too. If there's, um, like earlier you said, possibly they're following something of the past. Well, they are. It seems to be. I mean, I, I would want to research that a little more to see if there's anything that's more concrete to push this. I, but I it's haven't enough time either, but I'm going to certainly go into do it. Do that. Deeper. Do that and submit me. And send me an email and tell me what you find. I think it would be interesting. This is very intriguing. Some of the things I know I don't have enough time to really get into it. but Well, you need to set yourself uh, aside some time. You'll find yourself uh, enjoying it the more you dig deep. It's almost like you're... You're finding new and important things that will just uh, make your life a little bit more interesting. That's well, that's the way I do it. Exactly. I love doing that. It's a journey all in itself. But another yes. thing, if, uh-huh. if if the last pope, um, like, fell, or he betrayed the the people, kind of like Judas betrayed Jesus, yeah. and then the 13th person that comes in is the very next one, um, kind of like representing St. Matthias, uh-huh. I, I'm, I'm going to definitely... Uh, dig into this in the next couple of days and then submit it to you. I think that I'm going to find something a lot more. Um, they never did find anything out about him after he was appointed mm-hmm. to replace Judas, um, but notice that he was called um, Ptolemy, and he was also buried um, in Sabastopolis, which is near the Temple of the Sun. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, keep me updated. Send that I to will. me. All right, I appreciate it, Sharon. Thank you for your time. You better take your bye-bye. Bye-bye. Let's go to Sean in Minnesota. Hi, Sean. You're on Ground Zero. How's it going, brother? Good. Go ahead. Good. Yeah, 313, 2013 mysticism written all over it. It's not only real, it's the base of three fourths. It's not all the world's foundation, you know. Mm-hmm. And here's some more mysticism. The Pope was elected nine days before 322. You know, affiliated with Skull and Bone, possible mm-hmm. rumors of abomination, desolation, whatnot. And I'm curious to see how this plays out because, like you were saying, it it all ties with this these numbers and mysticism. I don't know what are you. Well, there's got to be a reason that? why we're 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 following this. There's got to be a reason why we're glued to our, our our televisions. And I think that people want to find a way to bring theater or at least some sort of a pomp and circumstance back into their uh, spiritualism. And that goes back to the shamanism, that goes back to the great magicians, it goes back to the wizards. And I've been saying this whole time that much of what we're seeing is part of the great magic. It's part of a mystic type of uh, manipulation. Now, the myst- there are some mystics that are very private with their mysticism. But when you have mysticism with politics, add mysticism to religion, 
add mysticism to science, you find yourself in a situation where you cannot in, you cannot distinguish it from magic, and your reality becomes some magical apotheosis where we look at them as gods rather than realize they're just human beings who create miracles because they know what to do psychologically to you, they know what to do physically to you, and they know what to do uh, on a more, um, I guess you could say, uh, earthly or esoteric level. So I think that once you learn it, then you'll be able to do the same thing with other people, and hopefully you'll use it for good things and not bad things. And I, I also recommend you check out the current Pope's coat of arms, his emblem he has. It's quite fascinating. It, you'd have to look at it for yourself, but it almost looks like a UFO on the top of it. With <laughs> two on the yeah, side. that's the hat that they wear. That's that yeah, uh, red it, it hat. Looks, yeah, yep, yep, it's fascinating. But I hope you cover this trip of Obama to Israel more throughout the week. It'd be I probably will. I if I find something that I can find that really, really uh, strikes me as being bizarre... I think I really will uh, look into that. I really will report it. I mean, this is something uh, that's unprecedented, and it is uh, topical. Yeah. And it seems like the more I the more I do Ground Zero, the more I le- realize that the 14 concepts I talk about in this program end up becoming reality, and we're in the middle of them all. Yeah. So there yeah, you go. And I don't know. Have you heard any rumors or anything, any leaks or anything that he will be visiting the Temple Mount that you know of? Yeah, I heard that he will. I heard that he's going there. Yes, he will go there, even though he's been warned not to go there. But we'll see what happens. Okay. Yeah, so 3:22, maybe a day to watch for. I think it is. It was uh, it was the 11th and the 22 that I thought we should watch for. And I said the whole month of March will be full of miracles, and we're seeing them now before yeah. our eyes with the Pope being elected and other great wondrous things to come. So strap yourselves in. Yep. Business as usual in the apocalypse. I think business is looking pretty good right now. Yep, enjoy the ride with Clyde. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, buddy. Have a great night. Take care. Yep, you have a good night. You Thank too. you. Bye-bye. That's another Ground Zero for tonight. I really am glad that we had Betsy Lewis on the program. Let's chalk this down as one of the great shows of the week. I guess the Pope helped, too. And, uh, you know, in your investigations, please email me, groundzeropdx at yahoo.com. Or go to the Facebook page. I didn't make my goal of 13,000, but we can during the night. So please hit the likes on the Facebook page, and let's raise those numbers. I was hoping to see at least 13,000 by midnight, but here we go, ticking it off. And we're not going to make it. But have a good night anyway. Good night from Ground Zero. FM News 101 KXL. Disasters happen every day, and the worst case scenario is that you're not prepared. And you know what? Getting prepared is easy, and all you have to do... Look, I've told you, go to my website. It's prepareyourgroundzero.com. Look at the store. Everything and anything you'll need to keep you and your loved ones safe in case of an emergency. Earthquakes, you know, tsunamis, Solomon Islands getting hit with swarms of earthquakes. We will deliver or drop ship to anywhere in the United States. Just just go to the website and get it. You know, it's all you have to do. PrepareYourGroundZero.com Attention all Ground Zero radio fans. GroundZeroMerch.com is your one-stop shop for all things Ground Zero. Oh, wow. Show off your style with our exclusive collection of t-shirts and hoodies. They're not just comfortable, they're conversation starters. Need to keep hydrated during those long listen sessions. Get your hands on our durable water bottles. And now introducing our latest additions, a hand-picked selection of intriguing books that will keep your mind buzzing. GroundZeroMerch.com. Support Ground Zero and everything we do.